Soon I'm going to have to make a new intro. Guys, welcome to another uh, edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 250. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. I'm Ken Raper. <laughs> I mean, I'm Zach. <laughs> Guys, welcome. Uh, sorry for, you know, again, for a delay. I, I made an executive decision uh, to postpone it to Tuesday because of life stuff that happened. And also, you know, people had stuff to do. And... We, I just decided to make it Tuesday. We're going to be covering Barbarian, still going on Chaz's mystery theme, which, again, still don't know what's going on, uh, even though we're three movies in. I haven't uh, pieced it together. Maybe these guys have. Maybe Andy and Zach have some uh, idea, but I do not know. So I guess let's get into this movie, Barbarian, which came out in 2022. Last uh, year. Yes, which was directed by Zach Krager. I never like saw any of his films that he. That was me. Uh, yeah, it was you. You. Just, you discovered my industry name. Yeah, it's your boy Zach. <laughs> it's your boy Zach. So I never saw. He wrote it and directed it. And uh, yeah, Bill Skarsgård, uh, the guy who played Pennywise from It, uh, Chapter One and Two, the recent one. And then you have uh, Justin Long, and then I, G- Georgina Campbell. What has she been in? Oh, that new Bird Box movie. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, Bird Box. What's wrong with Bird Box? I remember watching that. That was. Well, no, this is the the Barcelona version. They made us a, a second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. never mind. I, I watched that that other one. I'm assuming it's very very similar. Yeah. Everybody's blind. So. This classified as a horror movie. Um, it does have elements of horror in it, but I like laughed at certain times in this movie. I don't know if you guys had the same reaction of it. I mean, I laugh at horror movies all the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the point is this one. I think you were supposed to laugh during a lot. Like they yeah. did a lot where they were being very clever. Whereas uh, your element of it is it's just that so. It just hits in such a ridiculous way; it's over the top that it becomes comical. Yeah, I'm guessing. Or it's no, I just I, I just laugh at carnage and well, you're just a fucking and, psycho. Yeah, well, sure. we're gonna talk about that later. You and Sweet Tooth get along. You guys should be the, the S brothers or something. Well, just for an example, you know, you know. For example, by the way, we do spoilers here, so if you haven't seen the movie, go see it, then come back and listen to us. <laughs> he dies. Not really. Uh, well, yeah, eventually they do in life. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the part that made me laugh really loud is when they go with the homeless guy and his little secret house. Like, yeah, that bitch never found me. And it's like, ah! And he uh, ripped his arm off. <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? You immediately say Yeah, that. I rolled my eyes so hard, I think I hurt myself. I was like, you never found me in here. I said, and then cut to, and she comes through the walls. Okay, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I recognize where this guy is from now. It was killing me. You brought up Zach Craiger and I clicked on it. So he was one of the guys that like helped write and would act in the whitest kids, you know. Oh, really? So he's yeah, and he's like in a ton of just random obscure like comedy and like random stuff as an actor, and he's not directed very much. So this is like his various like stuff. So like it makes sense now with how the it's written. At least looking at his history of things he's been involved in, it it has that slant to to do some comedy. Mm. There's some really funny moments in this movie. Yes, uh, 
But it does like have a message, a theme, sort of say. I don't know if it's your theme that we're following in the list of movies that you have, but this movie's, you know, fear of women trusting men in some way. And I want to bring up the point that they did some trickery to us, like subliminal shit, uh, because you had had the first part. The, the guy who plays Pennywise and he's acting all weird. He's like, I'm going to open this wine. I want it open in front of you so that, you know, I didn't date rape you or something like that. And you're just like, something's wrong with this guy. <laughs> and then you find out he's, there's nothing wrong with him. He was yeah, just being weird. Yeah. And then you have Justin Long, who you were used to in movies of him being all, you know, comedic and the nice guy who is an asshole and actually raped you know, the, the the woman in this little TV series that he was doing. So, like, I kind of like what they did with that. Now, the weird... The, the thing that made me, like, roll my eyes a little bit is you're, you picked a, an Airbnb in the middle of Detroit. <laughs> you didn't scout out the area at all. Yeah, it's like, it shows you pictures and stuff google like map it and do the satellite thing and see like they do like answer it when she goes to her job interview and the job interviewer is like you're there what the fuck <laughs> like why don't you come to a hotel uh, and like it does the horror element and like oh no that's fine i'm staying with somebody it's all cool <laughs> and then she goes back to the house and then you know homeless man it's like hey little girl (laughs) like chases her runs down uh, instead of like walking normally to her i mean either way she probably would have still went in the house scared because you have this unknown guy coming up to you you don't know what's gonna happen he's like dart running at her and shit i understand what we find out later (laughs) yes i if you want someone's attention don't sprint at them shouting little girl don't you go in that house (laughs) probably bad bad start well i mean to be fair homeless people are kind of crazy like not that they mean anything bad but like you see that and like it fits that stereotype i think that's actually a big part of this movie was trying to break certain stereotypes uh of things like you already hit on that it was like trying to have these expectations and then pull the, the rug out from under you. Um, it also really felt strange, but in a good, I think it ended up being a good thing. How the movie like quickly unraveled. I was very confused when, you know, the, the scene where the other guy gets killed and they, she gets taken by mother and then it abruptly ends. And then it just cuts to something that we has no context or inclusion whatsoever at that point with, with Justin Long's character and then it then it eventually does tie in, but it like cutting in like the halfway point or, or not even halfway. It was like a third of the way or 40 percent of the way in the movie to that. It was really confusing, but it, they did it in a really good way uh, mm-hmm. to, to bring it back together. It's just a clever bit of storytelling, like weaving through the, the story to make it like come together, I guess. Because normally you watch these movies and they, they play out in a very different way. Uh, and I kept watching thinking, well, how how much more can we see of this before something else happens? And then I'm thinking, well, what, is she just going to be like tortured the whole time? Because like you have no idea what to expect when she, she's like discovering the basement. And then she finds that weird like dungeon and the guys like there's this empty room. She's like, what the fuck happens here with this camera? And then you find another room and it goes down further. And it's just like, what the shit is this? I didn't know where it was going to go. <laughs> it just kept going. And it, and yeah. it's like, 
it uh, it was it was kind of wild. The only thing that threw me off with the the character uh, Keith, I think it was his name. The only thing with his character that was really confusing. The entire time, it made sense that they were playing up to that expectation, but it was so nonsensical to me, at least when he is he finally find or he she finds him and he's hurt and he's running away and then he's grabbing her to run back toward the where he was coming from. I'm I'm still so confused about why they did that, other than the obvious thing of it making it seem like he's trying to trap her and she doesn't want to trust him, and then it shows the curveball of okay, he really wasn't doing it, trying to like trick her into anything he's just an idiot well if i remember correctly he said the thing came from her direction yeah Um, she's back there we have to go this way yeah and he was trying to so i guess they were trying to do like trickery again with the audience and being like Mm -hmm. hey you know this could be uh a week (laughs) so one of my friends sarah said homeless people by me try to pee on you as you walk by yeah that sounds like some of them would do that um but yeah the whole trickery thing, I think they would have like made you think like, "Hey, Keith is a weirdo. Maybe he's trapping women in there." But then, you know, I like that hard cut where it's like now it's Justin Long's character, and just just to like go back and like the comedy a little bit. Another thing when he when he discovers the underground thing, he goes on Google. He's like, "Can I make money off of this?" And he takes the fucking. <laughs> he, sees he sees the whole thing. Goes, "Oh my god!" And then he immediately is like googling shit and looking at the square footage. And then he's got the tape and he's like measuring it out. That yeah, was fucking hilarious. He's like in the you know the torture room pretty much because there's a fucking video and he's like sitting down and he's like, oh gross and he's like he found he finds a door and then like a horror movie people are just like oh hell no he's like no fuck yeah i'm making money like jackpot <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, think it, I, I, I think with this film it, like it throws me off because like i'm going into this movie thinking it's a horror film or at least maybe a thriller or something like that with the uh, what, what was her name again in the film? Tess. Uh, yeah, Tess. And you're just like, oh, you know, maybe it's going to go down this path where it's like the last house on the left or whatever. And like, it, it gets to a point where the horror starts to happen. Like, it goes into like Hills Have Eyes fucking nonsense. And then it cuts to Justin Long. And then you're learning about his backstory. And the. You're also learning the backstory of the house itself. Like he owns the house and he, by the way, another thing that like made me roll my eyes a little bit, like the renting company, they're just like, nobody knows about this house at all. They're not doing like inspections at all, but that's me being like nitpicking and everything. It's like, well, it's a fucking movie, Joe. Mm. They have to have, you know, the fucking rapist in the fucking sex dungeon down below with his creature of a copy of a copy thing. So I think some of that is more or less playing off of the, the idea of, okay, this is a really shitty neighborhood in Detroit, and they set the precedent right away. Oh, why are you over there? So, like, even the realty companies, like, now nah, you're fucking on your own. Like, they'll own it so they can make the money from it, but they don't give a shit about what's happening there. That, that was not, what I got out of it, too. Yeah. Like they, they feel even more so than, like, the cops do. It's like, look, I, I don't, I don't want to go over there. I don't care what's going on over there. I'm going to avoid it as best I can. As long as they're paying the bills for this place, then yeah, we'll rent it. Yeah. It's the, everything made me mad in the film too. Like it has made me mad in the beginning because like, I'm going to be real. Like in the beginning, I'm like, 
Is this going down a path where like all men are bad and stuff? But it was the theme. It's like I have to be in her shoes and how she's feeling and and all that stuff. But like, I I was like, God damn it! Just he's he's being a nice guy. And then I like how it like turns where she's like being the weirdo, like standing next to him next to the couch. He's like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, <get> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. So here, here's actually it's funny, and I didn't think too much about this until after the movie was over. Uh, there's all this stuff that is so coincidental that it's like almost too convenient that makes you think that his character is going to have some problem. Like he happens to be a part of the group that is trying to re-establish the community and is involved in in the music scene in that area, and she is that's exactly what she's like doing uh, her job interview for. And like, so it is setting up all the things to make you think that he is actually some creepy killer, right? And yeah. it, it's actually really tragic when you think, oh no, that actually was just a genuine moment of, uh, you know, that worked out that they just had, you know, some type of, of connection. And then because it happened to be this creepy fucking murder house, it just didn't work out. But, uh, I'm gonna say something. It's gonna be weird. You guys feel free to contest it. I'd love to hear the, the options. Okay. Is this the best movie Justin Long's ever been in? Or, or I should say, is this the best Justin Long role? I Hang on, I can't even think of what else he's in. Well, yeah. He's, I, he's I been in a ton of different little things, but in terms of movies he's been in, I, I it's hard for me to think. Like, he plays such a good asshole in this movie. I still only know him as the kid from Die Hard. So the yeah. kid in Die Hard, he was in Jeepers Creepers. That's a, it was like a, I think one of his first bigger movies as an adult. He was in Never that college. That. What's that? Oh, you Ballers. should watch Jeepers Creepers. Uh, he was in Accepted, a movie about college things, really bad and overblown. It's Never funny. Just oh, you should watch that. Then you'll understand why everyone in the, like a certain period of time was going ask me I, about he's, my he's in a crud load of stuff I've never seen. All the Alvin oh, Chipmunks movies. Old uh, dogs. He was in Waiting. Movie forty three. Never seen that. Ever seen Waiting? Oh, you guys. Yeah, he's in a t- <laughs> typically he's in he's in a ton of comedy stuff. Uh, he's in Galaxy Quest. I remember him. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, watch uh, mediocre uh, shit. Yeah. Galaxy Quest, I have seen. Oh, don't like, get me, he's in a schlock of stuff, but he's been in a lot of like fairly successful comedy movies. Like his big things are thing now too. comedy, and then horror. He's been in random horror movies. So if I if I had trailers. to choose like between the two horror movies that he's done, like Jeepers Creepers versus Barbarian, I think he's better in Barbarian because in Jeepers Creepers he's just like I don't know, he's like running away from this weird monster dude. And... He's just he's just a little shit. He's running away from low budget nemesis. Yeah. Let's <laughs> be honest, that's what Jeepers Creepers is. It's just fucking budget nemesis. Mm-hmm. And they just made some weird shit up about the twenty third day or whatever. And I was thinking, is Jim Carrey gonna show up and be obsessed? I was really hoping the number twenty three had something to do with Jeepers Creepers, and then it oh, didn't. <laughs> and I was really disappointed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh, but well. I, I would say like in recent terms, he's a well versed actor and I think he's very underrated because he you could literally put him in anything and he'll he'll do the job. Uh, but Barbarian, I want to say, is noticeable in the past like five years. Well, uh, three years, whatever. Last yeah. year, two years. I liked him in it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, his character's great. Like a, the movie was like I'm aware of. the movie was like going somewhere, and it was it was like okay, I was following it pretty well. The movie instantly got better the moment he was in there because he's such a dick. And then you think he's making like this change where maybe he's gonna try to right his wrongs and fix things, and then he throws her off the fucking tower. And I was like, what the fuck? All right, selfish dickhead. And then he, you know, he gets his comeuppance and whatnot. Uh, well, the, so. the thing is, he's he's never, you know, uh, taken what he's done to himself. Like he, he, it's his fault. He should take the the charge of noticing that. Uh, instead, he just like blames it on other people. Because like when he when he technically when we find out that he actually did rape her because she did say no in the beginning, and then he, remember he was at the bar with his best bud, by the way, and he's like, yeah, she said no in the beginning, but then it just took some convincing and stuff, and you and then you know she call, he, he calls her up drunk and stuff and says let's talk this out and you know. Uh, we don't need to go down this path. So she, he's like not taking charge that he did this himself. And he's like blaming it on her a little bit. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's, he's a self-entitled asshole. Yeah. And like, they, then, just, they just lay it out and like very blankly, he, he is an asshole, but he, he seems like he's trying to make it like, like through the movie again, he goes through some horrible experience and it makes it seem like, okay, maybe I should be a better person. He even like says things about how he's, he thinks he's a bad person, but I think I could be a good person. And I just, or I've done some bad things. I just need to fix it. And then, nope, he just throws all that away at the end, which I thought was brilliant. I thought it was great. He was like, nope, sorry. I I need this. Bye. He just fucking throws her. Well, that's why I think like they wrote Tess really well. Cause in the beginning, I was like rolling my eyes a lot. Like, you know, and, and like, stop it. <laughs> He's being nice. Keith is being nice. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, she finally gets out of the house of that, you know, little monster mother thing that's chasing her. And she wants to go back and save Justin Long, not not even having the knowledge of what he's done, uh, you know, with his uh, actress friend. And she she goes back to save him. And then when, you know, they get out because fucking Justin Long shoots her (laughs) and, you know, he says he left the keys in the back. He doesn't have the balls to go get the keys himself. She would have the balls to go get the keys and like leave, but he doesn't because he's a oh, pussy. You you skipped over one of my favorite parts of the movie though. Is in most horror movies, there's a point where they, they like kind of half get away, but it's like oh we gotta save our friends or oh we gotta go save whoever or we gotta do this thing. And you're like no go go to the cops, get a gun, do something, and. They actually contact the cops. The cops suck and do nothing. But I really liked the fact that they're like, no, they tried. It just didn't work out. Yeah. It it like sews up a plot hole that is in like every other horror movie. I was like, oh, I really respect that. Yeah. No, I thought it was good too. I didn't, I didn't fully like how the cops were portrayed. They like just laid it on thick of, oh, we don't care. And we're moving on to something else. It was was pretty blatant. Because she is like covered in fucking blood and is yelling how she was like being held prisoner. How, How is that not like, again, to me, that's like, okay, you're laying that on a little thick. I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well be like, oh, she's not white and shot her. Like, well, if you're gonna just do that, but you know, obviously, if someone, we get, we have if someone came into, if someone came into the ER covered in dirt and blood, raving about underground monsters, what would you think? 
Okay, and that is fair. I've been attacked or traumatized. I would try to figure out how to help them. I wouldn't ignore them and say, "Ah, crazy lady, go away," and or like act like she's done something wrong. What would your immediate What would your immediate diagnosis be? Would it be this woman has been held captive by? Some monster mother, or this woman is on a crack. <laughs> I mean, just get the treatment. I'd give her Haldol and then put her in the corner, and then once she's will ask her what's wrong. But that's beside the point. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk. But this is a movie. It's different. That's another thing. Like the movie takes you out of reality a lot, and I think it needed to be a little more grounded. Wait, wait, Mama Sloth isn't real. I think Mama Sloth might live in no, Detroit. No, no. For example, I'll talk about it later, but the exorcist, like, you know, obviously when her head is moving around unrealistic and stuff and, you know, doing all that crazy stuff in the room, but everywhere else in that movie is shot realistically. Same thing with this movie, Barbarian. Everything is shot realistically. I, by the way, I love the part where she's in the rain in the beginning and it's really dark when she's like scanning the neighborhood. And you're like looking at every house, like, hmm, nobody's up in the middle of the night. That's fucking weird. <laughs> like you have at least one, and then the next day you find out it's like all fucking trashed homes. Uh, and then, and when they're in the house, like, but when they, I started rolling my eyes when the tunnel got bigger, like the whole rape torture room with the camera. I was like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> like. Is, is that what Keith is doing in this house? Is he trying to lure all these girls into their room? And then they find the the Hills Have Eyes fucking tunnel room uh, where all the underground people are. And I'm just like, all right, now this is kind of getting into like the movie Quarantine or Wreck and all that stuff. Like, what's happening here? And that, like, that pulled me out. And then obviously the part where the cop, you know, she's... You know, saying some weird shit's happening in the house. She finally gets the cops to come to the house. And the cops can't put shit two and two together. They see, like, these nice two cars that are parked right in front of this shitty neighborhood and in front of this house. And they're like, oh, I see glass broken. I could charge you for breaking and entering. And I'm just like, bitch, go in the house. <laughs> like... Now, since you see fucking glass broken, now you should technically have probable cause to go inside the house and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would make sense. Actually, the Andy's point, the few times that they do get like a, a law enforcer or something to come in those movies like that, this is the point where they're like, oh, no, I'll make sure this is okay. And then they get it's fucking killed. railed by the, the, the slasher or killer. Yep. Um, that's what should have happened. They're like, oh, and the, like, the sheriff's coming. His big old hat. He's got his, his shotgun, and he's like, I'm going to get in there. And then yeah, mother just tears him apart. But, yeah, uh, it is. It is so weird. And then, of course, like Detroit at night, like when they finally like get out and they're running away, and she's like rampaging. You learn like the whole thing of well, every night she's just out there. Well, no wonder everybody moved away. It's because it's fucking – Mother Chud was running around just fucking up all the houses and <laughs> and stealing people to breastfeed them and making her babies because her her own babies weren't living. Like that was some that was some fucked up stuff. He's doing that weird shit from like Game of Thrones where that guy just kept like breeding with his own children over yeah. and over. Mm-hmm. Except a little more messed up because this is like he's also like basically kidnapping a bunch of people and making them as his tortured like rape victims until and then just making children repeatedly and that's how they explain that she's like this giant monster 
Yeah, white, like, white, hmm. a white man wearing a fucking uh, suit that says Carlos on it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on, lady, get with the program. He ain't Spanish. Yeah. And they, it, when, when you watch it, like when it cuts to like the eighties and stuff, because uh, they tell you it's eighties because Ronald Reagan's uh, uh, news stuff on the radio and stuff, uh, and then he goes to. You know the supermarket, and he he does seem weird, but like everybody has their own weird ways. And then he, uh, you know, <laughs> right when he eyeballs that woman get in the car, and like stalks her, I'm like, oh, Everything I see where falls the- into place. I really, really respect this movie for not then having another scene where they like force feed you exactly what happened, like they let mm-hmm. you figure it out. Yeah, that, that, that's way better writing, I think. It's it's more interesting for a horror movie because. When when you're filling in the blanks yourself, you already uh, imagine the worst possible thing. Yeah, well, exactly that. Like he's the actual monster of the movie, and like what he's done. But you don't need anything else. You don't even need to see him move forward. You know what's there. That mystery is actually more terrifying than anything they could put on on screens that they would be allowed to put. Um, it's an interesting thing, actually. I, when I was looking some other stuff up about the movie, um, there was actually a scene that didn't make the final cut that they had to get rid of when uh, Mother has Justin Long's character, AJ, uh, and is like trying to force feed him because he won't feed. And she's like, nope, breastfeeding, that'll fix it. If he won't take the bottle, he'll, t- he'll take the tit. And he still won't do it. Apparently, they had a scene where she finds a rat that's scurrying about and grabs it, snaps its head off, and like chews it up, and then force feeds it to him baby bird style oh god <laughs> they were like nope this is too much so they cut it <laughs> I, I oh, they still shot it they made justin long sh- shoot that scene and they're like hey we're not gonna use this <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> fuck <laughs> i kind of like that they took it out because the whole like tape that he gets from that supermarket you know he made that since the mother monster uh watch it and she kind of got influenced to be a mother by watching that videotape probably all her life uh and she's trying to be a mother to whoever she captures i i i think i like got really (laughs) disgusted when uh she traps them and tries to like do the bottle and you know like there's hair on the nipple the bottle (laughs) like like i wasn't like weirded out that that came from her tits probably but like the hair was on the fucking the, no, the it was a classic Ren Stippy early 90s cartoon <laughs> animation there's a bunch of weird hairs on like whatever the fuck it zoomed in on and there's like a strange growth there <laughs> stuff like that. overly well animated frame yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking weird fucking Ren and Stippy rock gross growth. Spongebob would do that. I call it grossly, the nasty patty. Yes, grossly high detailed close-up of something. <laughs> yeah. I also like audibly like yelled when Justin Long shot her. Um, because I was like, this is how Tess fucking dies. <laughs> I'm like getting shot. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh shit, really? This is how this ends? And then I, I had to pause and use the bathroom and I realized, oh, there's a lot more of the movie. There's no way she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that weird like logic of all oh, plot armor she she's hurt but she's not dead mm-hmm. you can get shot and not die exactly exactly happens all the time <laughs> especially in movies yeah. yeah do you think she makes it to the hospital because where did yeah. she get shot by the way it looked like in the stomach area right yeah she's got shot in the abdomen 
Just and they didn't really do shit. anything to stop it. They were just like trying to cover a wound. But I mean, she there was a lot that happened after that. Like that's the thing is, I know that they like the monster like caught her when she fell that far. But even then, like there, you would still sustain some pretty significant injuries by a fall that high, even if someone cushioned the blow. But on top of the fact that she's already been shot in the stomach, like I. I mean, you can kind of just let your imagination take you wherever you want, but there is a decent chance she just bleeds out and dies. Mm-hmm. Well, also, she's in like the ruined suburbs of Detroit, so before she gets to the hospital, she probably just gets mugged anyway. When she doesn't have anything, <laughs> they kill her. I mean, unless Robocop's there, he might. Yeah, unless Robocop's there, then she'll be fine. <laughs> Get her alive and come in with me. She's all the think it over, dirtbag. <laughs> um. Trying to think what else. Uh, I do. I I do like again the comedy comes into play a lot in this. Like you brought the part where he like thinks like oh maybe he's gonna become a good person. Like the part where they're in the the homeless guy's hideout area and he's like thinking about like maybe I'm a bad person. Maybe I need to fix this. And then like the thing <laughs> comes out, rips the guy's arm. He's like oh hell no, and he fucking like runs and goes up to that little water tower area before she you know mm-hmm. he throws her off you're just like motherfucker man like <laughs> yeah it's but, like hey. it's a fight or flight of when someone's really put in the moment i mean don't get me wrong it, anyone like their gut reaction might be to like save themselves or do something it's not necessarily a wrong thing to do it's instinctual but then he after he even has that moment he's he just just jumps right back into okay i'm thinking about myself only um, yeah, I can do good deeds later. I'm saving myself, so I'll do whatever it takes. So that's what happens. He goes right back to the person he actually is, which is an asshole. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and then they do, like, the drunk scene, and then they uh, he's, like, talking to his lawyer, and he's like, where are you? He's like, I'm in Michigan right now. And he's like, why did you leave? <laughs> You're under investigation. And then he's like having that discussion. And then when he's talking to his, I guess, accountant, was that his accountant that he was talking to when he was like, Oh yeah. His, his financial advisor. And they were like, you're going to have to find someone else. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, well, you blow a bunch of money and you can't afford the attorney for this and the countersuit and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just an asshole. Yeah, is what it it's is. when actors, you know, should be investing, uh, and stuff instead of just buying all fucking fancy cars and and property. What, did it? Did they reason? Did he reason like why he bought that house? By the way, besides he, like he just rents- owns property that he rents as a source of passive yeah. income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would assume it was just a matter of oh yeah, you should buy this up. This area is going to be up and coming. If you go ahead and get the house now, you'll be the first there. It'll be a hot property. I- like I think that that was actually like a really subtle undertone within the movie too is how this this house was supposed to be some ideal property or something. It is a it's in a shithole of an area and it is a like they've done a, like a decent job with the house itself. It's a nice little house except for the the torture dungeon underneath and all that nonsense. But uh, but aside from all of that, like everything else around it is like completely shitty. But it was it's that whole thing of oh, but it's okay because this is an Airbnb and it's all right. Like that was part of the message too. Is like <laughs> you gotta be careful about where you're you're still getting the stale. Like, use some common sense. Like just because the place itself looks nice in pictures, like make sure the neighborhood around. Uh, and I, it was like a basic thing. But again, the whole movie subverts these expectations as well, right? That's the whole thing of 
the movie throughout the whole movie they're they're making you think it's going to go one direction or think one thing and then something else happens so i don't know i like how it kept me on my toes um i like how the movie was paced uh i had a fun time i i love in horror movies when i'm not just strictly sitting and it's all overly serious i like whenever there's either campiness or some humor to break it up so like the parts that i laughed at i laughed really hard there were some really funny bits in the movie um but there's also a lot of tension throughout so i thought it was really good um i don't know if you guys are ready to go to our overalls well i just want to bring a summary but I, I want to bring up one more scene uh, because I think sure. it's vital too is when Justin Long's character, you know, he's running away from mother and he, he gets to a door and she stops chasing him. And I like automatically I was like, oh, I kind of knew it was the guy. But at the same time, I'm like, is that dude fucking alive? <laughs> so he goes in and he's barely alive. He's like dying and shit. And then uh, Justin Long in a sense kind of maybe sees himself if he keeps on like going in, in the path that he was going uh, by, you know, having sex with women when they say no at first, like maybe there would be a point where he becomes that monster. I, and I also like laugh at the comedy also where he like puts the videotape and he's like, you sick bastard and all that stuff. And then he's like, I'm going to have all the cops in the, you know, raiding this house and shit and then automatically i knew the guy was gonna get a gun he's like he's pointing to his little draw i'm like either a he's gonna shoot justin long or b he's gonna kill himself and he does kill himself because that's the cowardice thing to do uh when you're someone like that and that's the mirror in a sense of justin long's character is that they're both cowards so i thought that scene was good what about you guys? What you what you guys think of it? Awkward silence. It's an awkward movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It is an awkward movie, that, it, but that's intention. No, that uh, was a good scene. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it pretty well uh, when I watched it initially. Um, yeah, it, it was really good building tension at first, and then yeah, all of a sudden the movie just shifts and flips everything on its head for a little bit until you get reacclimated to what was it's like oh okay this is the same story it's the same everything okay we're, we're picked up back where we left off basically um uh oh hell i was gonna say something this i lost it um yeah i don't know i liked it maybe it'll come back to me when you guys are talking about it yeah i i, I recommend this movie um I liked it. It had, I thought it was written well. Um, I agree with you, Zach. I think at certain points, like me and you are big horror fans. So like we get to a point where we're like expecting the tension and then the tension gets broken and you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then the tension comes back. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I won't say it's the best horror movie, but I, I enjoyed it. So I recommend Andy. What about you? It was all right. Um, I'm not a huge horror fan like you guys are. Honestly, uh, the parts I enjoyed most were like the absurdity and the humor, but there just wasn't enough of it for me. Um, I thought the movie was shot wonderfully. Like the movie looks really good. Like it's lit really well and it's color graded really well. Like the whole movie just has a great look to it. Um, acting's great. Uh, uh, the my favorite thing about it though is the writing doesn't. Um, 
It doesn't uh, like talk down to the viewer. Like, 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 like I was saying, it shows the guy in the 80s and you see Ronald Reagan on the television, but it doesn't, it doesn't say tell. like yeah. 1983 something, something you know, it, it doesn't like force feed you the plot. It's like you kind of have to have a bit of a brain. And even if you yeah. don't, it's still just a horror movie. Like you'll know that they're in danger and they're trying to get out of danger. But I uh, I, I thought overall, like the, I want to see more of that kind of thing in movies. I think I think this horror movie, as far as horror movies go, is pretty good. And I guess I recommend it to people who like horror movies. It's just... I don't know. I'm not. A, I'll probably never watch it again. But I did think it was a good movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get that. Mm-hmm. That's a, yep. <laughs> yep. I, I think you. I said it. Yeah, I, I already kind of gave my summary, but yeah, I, I recommend it. I I thought it was. I thought it was really fun. Like I, I plan on watching it again at some point down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good blend of just that mix of tension and awkwardness, but also in suspense, but also the uh, the comedy. And I, I enjoy a movie that doesn't just strictly just give you everything and make it obvious. I'll talk about that a lot later when we talk about what we did, because I watched a lot of other horror movies and there are a lot of a lot of things to compare it to. But this one does great with the whole I'm going to give you breadcrumbs. There's a trail of breadcrumbs to follow rather than simply just get throwing it all in front of you and, and just forcing you to take it all in at face value. Yeah, the show, the show, not tell thing, because like Andy was saying, like. They didn't show the raping, but they showed the cages. Yeah, uh, like like a worse oh. movie would have been like th- there would have been the scene where Justin Long finds the guy, and then there would have been a flashback to him kidnapping that girl he saw at the gas station and like dragging her back to the house. And there would have been a lot more implication. But instead, what they do is way more clever. He like puts on the the water the, uh, water department uniform, goes in and just unlocks the window for the bathroom, and then leaves. And mm. you have to figure out what happens. And again, by them not showing it, your brain fills in the blanks with the most horrendous thing you can think of, which is mm-hmm. perfect for a horror movie. That's great. Oh, yeah. I remembered what I was going to say. Uh, this movie's plot is like a creepy pasta. It's basically what this is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can imagine somebody like being like, oh, I did Airbnb and I went to fucking Detroit and this is the place. And there's a picture of some house and there's a picture of a rape tunnel and there's a picture of like all kinds of shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a Reddit post. Can can, you, can anyone tell me more about how to add the square footage to my Airbnb? And it's a picture of a rape <laughs> tunnel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, why is it called Barbarian? Yeah, great question. I kept waiting for like the other shoe to drop on the title of this. I, like, I think <laughs> maybe because it's barbaric. What the guy had done? I I mean, yeah, I you're right. It is. Yeah. It's just I feel like they wasted a great movie title on this movie. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, why is this? Why is this horror movie called Barbarian? Is there like a crazy like motherfucker who just brutalizes people? I kept waiting like, for some some dude with a double sided axe to like come out and, like, <laughs> to run through the wall of fire and shit. Yeah, exactly like, just... right. Exactly right. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I what would, what would you call this movie if you wrote the script? What would you? Chaz you can't call you can't call it mother, I guess. But no, <laughs> there's there's two or three of those already. <laughs> Chaz, what did you find? Well, I'm looking up Ask. here. This is a direct quote. It's it's literally a site that says interview with director explains film's title. And I mean, I don't know if he actually gives. He probably just thought it sounded cool. He probably just thought, Dave, will you explain the title? No. <laughs> no. Figure it out. Elaborate on that. No. No. Stop watching movies on your fucking phone. I agree with him on that. The tunnels are very (laughs) medievalist. You guys are going to love this. Okay, okay. Uh, Okay, so this is the direct quote verbatim. 
I think it's an intriguing title. I like the idea that when the movie is over, it could inspire a debate as to what it's referencing. There's been a lot of theories online about how I probably landed on it. None of them are especially accurate, as he laughs. Truth be told, I had to name the document something when I saved it for the first time. I was writing the script, and I had to write something to save it, or it was going to be called Untitled Screenplay. So I wrote Barbarian, and then I got attached to it. The, then the more I wrote, maybe the movie just sort of wrapped itself around that title. I'm really happy with it. I think it's the right title, but it is mysterious. He just thought it sounded cool. so, sound like so, he's, he's, <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. I'm just. You know. What I love is that the entire discussion we just had around it is exactly why he kept it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this point. Oh, now we had to speculate. They're going to talk about it and speculate, and then it's actually. I think this is neat. I had to name it something, and this was cool. Well, I'm going to make a movie. It's going to be called Max Steel Beyond Vengeance. It sounds cool. It's about a cool guy who gets revenge. Zach, did you say recommend or not recommend? Oh, yeah, sure. I recommend it. Uh, in terms of horror, modern horror movies, it's pretty good. Uh, I still like it. I know this is like a weird thing because when I think of like new horror, I think hereditary. I think of like It Follows. Yeah, it's a I little think- different. Yeah, I think those movies are obviously better than Barbarian. Uh, but I like this better than It Follows, actually. Oh yeah, that's right. I think you were kind of you weren't low on it, but you were just you I weren't like high on it. I, I agree I, with you, Dubs. I think It Follows is a little better. I liked this more than say the Candyman remake. I guess. Yeah, oh, I like this way better. As far as, far as stuff movie. we've watched, if we're rank shit. Yeah, wow. it's funny. It's, it, it Follows was one of the movies I like coin flipped against and didn't watch, uh, but I almost did. Now I almost wish I did so I could have that that to bring to the table. But I like the movie okay. a lot. It's weird. Don't. Like, I, I don't know. Just just go into it with an open mind. Yeah, sure. Go watch. As far it. as w- how to interpret horror, and also uh, the soundtrack, it's it's worth watching just for the soundtrack. I mean, I had to I had to interpret. I had to keep an open mind for a lot of the stuff I watched. So uh, that that said, I mean, I got a lot of comparisons, but yeah, I, I, I think watched the last Green Agreement. This is terrifying. Yeah this this movie is not like gonna be set later on as like this is one of the greatest horror movies of all time but it was a good movie it was fun it's something yeah, that apparently it matches your theme in some way it does so it's what's a- into that now that we're we're sitting there because we've got another movie to talk about <laughs> to to do and before we get to that we talked about when we get to three I'll give you guys a chance to go ahead and, and try to take a guess um now i can't remember exactly how we said we were going to do this to be honest um <laughs> Do we want to? Do we I think want he said, to do I, something? I, I think ahead. he said after the third movie, which this would be the third movie, um, that we could start guessing, and we only get two tries each. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, I I would literally have to probably sit down and think about it uh, because you have Jurassic Park, uh, who. It, it, it's about a rich guy bringing back dinosaurs and shit and you're just like that's kind of wrong and then American History X where it was about a racist who was you know uh, got into some wrong paths but I don't know how that would interact with Jurassic Park this this isn't my guess but the only thing that I can even like pull out of my ass is something to do with like uh, the misplaced power of runaway authority or something but i don't know i'm gonna wait and see okay well how, how about this i i'll give the the fourth movie anyway and if you guys have something by the end of the episode feel free to take a guess if not 
we'll just wait and see that one, and then come back next week. Of course, anyone that's listening, if you have uh, a guess as well, feel free to jump in because whoever gets it first gets that prize. Uh, as far as uh, that goes, you do just get one guess. So once we get it down, have your name down. If you guessed and it was wrong, well, of course we'll let you know if you're right or wrong or not. But no more guesses. But anyway. Uh, so the next movie, and I, I will say, I actually had a seventh movie on my list because I was still debating between this and, and one of the other movies to be the last slot. I took it off, and I did this for dubs because I think later on we'll end up watching that movie um, in, a, in a set of other things, and I didn't want to ruin – I didn't want to ruin the chance of doing two series given I already did that with Jurassic Park. Um, so the next movie we will be watching is Requiem for a Dream. I you guys ever watched that out. movie before? Okay, yeah, we're playing. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad someone's watched it, and someone's like, "Oh God, not again." Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I won't say anything about it. We're we're going for a trip. The movie is heavy. Aronofsky, right? Yeah, hey, let's let's just keep it at that. It's heavy. It's a heavy movie. Yeah, if you know, you know. Think about how you guys reacted when I said, "Let's watch American History X." I'm like, "Well, that's different." Think that, but depression. Well, <laughs> I'm on IMDb, and there's literally I it's there's literally one sentence on IMDb of this movie. It says, "The drug-induced utopias of four Coney Island people are shattered when their addictions run deep." So, there you go. It's from the year 2000. So, I'll save my more elaborate opinion on this movie until later, but. Uh, my my quick blurb about it will be: I think Aronofsky got way better at making movies later in his career. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I I, I, don't, like I don't know. This this movie is considered. It's one of the um. Everyone has those movies where it's like, oh, everyone loves this movie, and like you don't. Yeah. This is it. This is it for me. <laughs> everyone thinks Requiem for a Dream is a masterpiece, and they also love Pie. Fucking hate both those movies. They're they're both naval game. Uh, no, I, you know I'll do it next week. No, yeah, what? Forget. No, no. <laughs> don't get into it now. We got a lot more to to cover and talk about, and and this will be good discussion later. But you and I sound like we're on the same wavelength. This this movie is very very controversial in terms of how it's split. And I feel like this movie is a true love or hate movie. I don't, and even the people that say they love it, this is a movie for a lot of people that say this was a fantastic movie. I will never watch that again. Oh. It is one of those types of films. He's from Brooklyn. That's why it's in Coney Island. <laughs> this fucking movie. Anyway, we'll we'll yeah. catch that. So next week, remember, we're gonna watch Requiem for a Dream, then come back and talk about it, and then these assholes are gonna attempt to to guess how this ties to dinosaurs. Hey! Not an asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Ken Raper. <laughs> he meant that, these assholes that also Zach. It's not my fault that I got named Ken Raper. <laughs> my mother did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, remember to watch that movie and then come back and maybe I'll have a guess. I think I'm going to sit down and like research all these movies that we watched and see if I can like come together and think of something. Oh, that's going to be something really stupid. Like instead of they all have a unifying theme, they're each like, they're each going to be like a a, a stage of depression or they're all going to be one of the sins or they're all going to be like something (laughs) something really annoying like that. This movie hits different when you're a father. (laughs) 
Yeah, or that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair. I, See, you no, give but... birth to those velociraptors. <laughs> you guys you have Man, when I you have kids it's... and they become a stupid Nazi, it hits you differently. Right. It's different. It's Dub's different. actually like ruined my whole joke because he was like, oh, this guy's from Brooklyn. That's why this is a Cody Island. And he like said it. I was going to say, all right, is anyone going to guess that all these movies are about Detroit? But... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Coney Island is the, the Detroit of New York. It's okay. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Not really. No. I'm fucking <laughs> I mean, Barbarian's actually about why deep dish pizza is is better than Detroit pizza, but they're yeah. hot takes. Yeah. yeah. The kind of monsters they have living there is because they're eating that weird ass pizza. <laughs> Do they even? The, I look at you. Uh, before we sign off and go into the last word, like I kind of felt bad for the mother. The mother, like, let's go home. And she fucking gets shot in the head. And, and I was like, no. Yeah, it's it's like it's actually tragic, right? Like mm. the, the monster's like a very tragic character. We didn't really cover that, but yeah, it yeah. is what it is. So she so. just wanted to be a mother. Anyway, anyway watch Requiem for a Dream. Feel really bad about yourself after. Or, or just confused and like, why did I watch this? And then we'll talk about it next week. We'll see. Fun. Yeah. I uh, reserve judgment. But before we get into last word, uh, let's hear uh, this ad from uh, a guy who says bro a lot. Hello, you podcast freaks. It is your boy, Vince Russo. And I just wanted to tell you about this podcast called Getting Some Color with Joe Dubs, Zach, and Shaz. They every bi-weekly on Thursdays, bro, they review old school and hopefully they get up to the golden era where I was the one who created the attitude era. And then also when I did great things in WCW by putting the world title on David motherfucking Arquette. Let me tell you, bro, I am the best booker in the world. Better than Jim fucking Cornette, bro. He has nothing on me. He doesn't know about entertainment. He's telling me about faces and heels. He don't know nothing. I create great matches like bro on a pole match. Anyways, like I said, Every Thursday, bi-weekly at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Catch getting some color, bro. You won't be disappointed, bro. Can I, before you say anything else, can I share a, a tweet that he made recently that made me laugh my ass off? Sure. All right. Man, it's, there's a picture of him in black and white, and he looks very pensive at his little desk where he does a stupid fucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> says, man... Sometimes it just gets tough. I would love to stop watching WWE Raw. I would love to stop critiquing the show. Unfortunately, bro, I, I'm adding the bros. I paid good money to do so, and bills have to get paid. I look forward to the time when I can eliminate pro wrestling from my life altogether. It's a curse because it's only brought on deep depression for years. But it's also a blessing because I was good at it. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Enabled me to still pay the bills, though, through it some 32 years later. Uh, truthfully, though, at the end of the day, I wish I would have just chosen another profession. But if I'm going to be completely honest, it chose me. I didn't choose it. Bro, didn't you know that wrestling is fake, bro? <laughs> 
Just See, but I know enough about that guy to find that funny. That's why I, I couldn't. Right. I could not prevent myself from laughing when you said I was good at it. I'm like, you fucking weren't. You were also, lucky. <laughs> also, Vince Russo can't afford a better microphone than a Yeti snow, Snowball. I thought that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he'd have like a professional five hundred dollar microphone. He or some blew shit. all his money, bro. Yeah, bro. So, bro. Okay. <laughs> He's the best yeah. book- booker, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I, it just reminded me of that they they read that on the Jim Cornette podcast and fucking laughing my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that it's them throwing shade at him specifically. Yeah. Oh my God. I, feel like, I feel like that ad is four stars. It could be five stars in the Tokyo Dome if that like delay where it ends, if you just said bro again. Bro, I, for, I didn't add enough bros. I, I didn't. See, no, Dubs would have done it better. No, I thought when Dubs, the, the ad, like the, the ad, like he, he the just broke, closed out, and then there's like a five second delay and it closes, and he just said, bro, again, just for no reason. Bro. <laughs> I, 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 start the fading, get it down to about 60%, and then snap it back up to 100%, bro, and then. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Five stars Tokyo Dome. We nailed it. I've been doing some editing this week, so I'm starting all the wheels are turning again. I, oh. I almost did this because I, I picture him being a tech idiot. So, like, at the end of the ad, I would have been like, bro, stop the recording, bro. Bro. <laughs> Can they still see me, bro? Yeah. Email me if you know how to turn this off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <There it is. laughs> I laughed at my own joke. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. it's, good, it's good, right? Yeah. All right. So last word is our segment where we talk about what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing, and if there's any news uh, that we can talk about, which... Later on, we Zach will have an announcement to talk about, but first, I'm going to go first. So, I did watch The Exorcist. Um, the new one? No. Um, I, I watched the the first one, the original, oh, yeah. the OG. Had, had you seen it before? Yeah. Uh, the reason why I watch it, because I was... I, I, I don't want to fuck up on his name. Exorcist. Who Who's the director of The Exorcist? Fuck, I can't remember. Friedkin? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, Yeah, William Friedkin. Yeah, okay. Um, So, yes, I get to keep my movie buff cred. Yeah. So, I I watched the the director's uh, commentary. It's on YouTube. They don't show the movie, but you just listen to him and they like put like screenshots of the scenes and stuff. And it's it's like interesting, like the beginning of it, it was actually shot in northern Iraq (laughs) and all that stuff. but I, I I do like that he wanted to keep it like grounded in a sense until it got to the, like the uh, the exorcism part and then you know seeing the demon possess Reagan the little girl and all that stuff. But I, I do like how it's shot in that movie. I didn't know actually that because I watched another YouTube video about the exorcist, but the demon face like flickers in certain areas of the movie like for a second, and I didn't notice that. Like uh, oh. when the, when the demon takes over uh, Reagan, like when the mother's walking into the kitchen, like the face is like above the stove, and I, I kind of chuckled when I paused and I'm like, "Why is he above the stove?" <laughs> but I get it, like it's possessing the house in a sense that he's. Did you watch there. it? You watch it in high definition, right? Yeah, I did actually you watch had... it on like blue Blu-ray, or did you watch it streaming? I watched it uh, streaming on the Amazon Prime. I rented it. 
I heard something interesting about that movie, and I don't know exactly how relevant or true this is, but I guess they did that. They put that in there, and when they very first released it on Blu-ray, it was like way too obvious. Like it lost some of the subliminal ishness of it because people mm-hmm. were picking up on it so easily. So they redid the movie and remastered it to make that more subtle, like it's supposed to be. And now there's like a weird cut of the movie out there on very early Blu-rays that's like, you know, fucked. But that makes it really expensive and rare. And it's just interesting. I yeah, it, like I had to go frame by frame to like catch it. because That's the way so- it's supposed to be. But when they first when they first brought it over, they fucked it up. It's just funny. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice that the I, I don't know the demon's name. Pazuzu, whatever his fucking Pazuzu. name is. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Uh, the statue, like when the mother is walking through the house in the dark, like the statue is like hiding in the corner. Again, it's very quick and you don't notice it until you put the gamma, uh, the brightness on the the screen a little bit, but it's there. I was like, Oh, that's pretty neat. I like that. Um, so yeah, I, I watched that. I skipped fucking two cause two is stupid. And I, I don't I don't like it, what they've done with that movie. Uh, but then I rewatched three and, and I always, and this is going to be a theme because we're going to be talking about a game that I always thought was a bad game, but it's an okay. And the third exorcist is a good movie. It's about, you know, the detective that is like investigating in the first movie about what, you know, cause in the beginning of the movie, uh, an old man dies in the house, uh, that gets thrown down the stairs in the beginning and the cop comment and is investigating it. Yeah. Uh, he, is in the third movie because uh, the the priest that's in the first movie, his, his friend who is also a priest is in the third movie. So they have like a, a cop buddy priest uh, buddy thing going on. This sounds familiar. I think I watched a review for that movie or something. Yeah, it's on like Red Letter Media. Or some shit. Yeah, Red Letter Media covered it. Oh, maybe um, it was that then. Buddy yeah, priest cop. Yeah, and there's like a mur- like a serial killers on the loose kind of thing, and you find out it's Pazuzu, and actually it's called Legion. It's many demons That's that are doing it, and I liked it. I enjoyed it um, now than what I did back in the past because I was like, this is stupid. This is why did this is just a horror thing where they hit slap on a name, and and technically they did because it, it was Legion in the beginning, but then like the studio is like, oh, let's just fucking slap on Exorcist three and. You know, make it make it part of the franchise. But uh, I liked it. Um, speaking of creepy pasta, um, I follow this YouTuber called Lighthouse Horror. Um, he does he does a lot of like Reddit creepy pasta. He like reads it out and stuff, and he takes like AI uh, video generated stuff and what he's talking about. They a, uh, the AI makes it and. Um, he also stands in front of a green screen and like narrates stuff. But it, he he did a, like a string of videos of like, for example, worked at an airport and had to follow these rules. And these rules are like really weird where it's like an old lady will come. She will smile at you, but then she'll like a monster will come out of her mouth and you just need to ignore. That's like one of the rules. And I would just like listen to this. I'm like, these rules are stupid. But like, I he he's so good at like telling the story 
that I kind of want to know what happens at the end. And then in the end, it's like, I, then I quit the job. And I'm like, God damn it. I, I hate creepy pasta. It's like, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I did that. And then I decided because I've been bitching about like modern games is stupid. I'm like, let me go back and like, look at stuff. And I was like, let me replay silent Hill for the room. Uh, which I got on GOG.com, by the way, because I do not have a PS2. Because uh, that's the you list. wouldn't want to buy that game anyway. I assume I don't know how much it is off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's more than it should be. Yeah, yeah. So I played it. I I'm only in the very beginning, but I'm enjoying it. I kind of like the idea of being trapped in the room and stuff, and him like being anxiety driven like he doesn't want to go outside and like all these characters and stuff like the the guy in the uh, subway uh in the courtyard and the the woman and stuff that's in there i think it's interesting i haven't got really far but the combat the combat's not that bad i don't know what's streaming it i guess uh, i i haven't tried it it's on pc it's streaming from the pc is the easiest of all i thought yeah i Maybe I will. Maybe that's one thing I'll do. I'm, I'm not like commanding you to, but it'd be cool if you did. Because yeah. I like I like bringing up if you, if one of you streaming something, I like to watch that and then also play a game on my Switch. It's I like, command you to stream it. It's like we're handing you better stream it right now. Yes. <laughs> but just to bring up like that's another thing. Like back then, like you always hear like, oh, this four is really bad. Yeah, it's different from. One, two, and three—the the best Silent Hill games ever, in my opinion. Uh, but four is not bad. I think after four is when it starts to get a little choppy. That was that was my impression of the series. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that would be the purest impression. Yeah, I, I just and just to bring up like a conversation uh, because remember we were talking about cults and stuff and I, I don't want to get d- deep in the rabbit hole and stuff but what I was trying to say is like 2 and 4 stray a little bit away like it's it's on its own story it's not indirect with the cult itself and I, I think I kind of like those stories in Silent Hill where it's like these individual stories that are going in this town which obviously the cult has made Silent Hill into this like creepy horror town and stuff. But I kind of like the James story and I, I like the Harry story out of everything. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. You'll see. But yeah. I, I, know. I You guys need to do a living in nightmares. Talking to talk about that for two hours. Lost in nightmares. Lost in that. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> we, we still need to do Resident Evil 4, but we're waiting for the DLC, which fucking announced it already, man. Hopefully oh, yes. Tokyo Game Show will announce Capcom's uh, what the hell DLC. is the Tokyo Game Show? I thought it was always in July. Oh, it's August. It's usually. Yeah, it's usually yeah. August or September. But I might get fucking uh, distracted by Armored Core 6 coming out this month, which I'm excited for. Me too. Yeah. But but that's all I've done. Um, Andy, what about you? Uh, I did plenty. I beat Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I, I'm so pissed off at that game because... It really should have just been more of the same, you know, Breath of the Wild. But really, it, it is just Breath of the Wild, and they fixed all the stuff I didn't like about it. I, I guess I'll just kind of leave it there. Because honestly, it's all over the internet at this point. Everyone loves it. This game's fantastic. I highly recommend it. But uh, You should make a video on that, and just so you can... Like... I didn't capture any footage. I didn't capture one second of it. Like, I just kind of played it and loved it. 
It's very mm-hmm. unlike you. I know. Usually I like to have some footage just like in case I want to refer to it later. But I played a lot of that game in handheld mode. I'm playing handheld mode more and more as time goes on. Because like I say, I like to have something on and then also play my Switch and I can just put it down or do something or take it upstairs to the bedroom or have it here or take it to my girlfriend's house. You know, whatever. That way I can just always be playing it. But yeah, they, they fixed a lot of stuff. The game's super fun and all the boss fights are uh, super fantastic now. I really like them. Um, I got... Max, it's not HBO Max anymore. I got Max again, and um, everyone was always saying, you know, the DC movies are no good, but the animated ones are really good. You should watch those. I was like, okay, I'll watch Superman Red Sun. I fucking love that comic. Uh, I hated it. I <laughs> they like it, like it's animated real well, uh, sure, but they it's changed so a bunch different. of stuff from the comic, and they changed all the really good stuff. It's like I they picked out the best parts, and like, okay, we'll change all the good shit. And then, ah, it's so dumb. It and is then, such a bummer compared to the comic, isn't don't, it? Don't waste your time, Zach. Do yeah. not watch it. Don't. Yeah, it's such a bummer compared to to the comic. I watched it a while back. Yeah, it's 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 a bummer. Sucks that you started with that. You probably should have started with one of the more original. Well, yeah, you tell me which one is good, and I'll just go watch that. But Justice League uh, animated are pretty good. Which one? There's like sixty of them. I forgot which one I fucking watched. (laughs) That was part of the problem is there was like a whole bunch of them. And I was like, oh, Batman Hush, that sounds cool. Oh, Superman Red Sun, that sounds cool. Just turn on Batman Beyond. And I just, yeah, but I've seen all of that. Like I was trying to like (laughs) see something new. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and stick with the stuff I was watching on Max. I watched um, Back to School, the Rodney Dangerfield movie. That's a great movie. Uh, it was pretty funny. Like I, liked it. <laughs> it, it wasn't like, oh, this movie's a fucking brilliant masterpiece. No, it's just funny. I just liked it. Oh, can I can't remember that the movie. It's the one with the the ending has the diving scene, right? Yeah, it has Oingo Boingo in it. About that movie, <laughs> it's, it's just a big dumb movie, and I liked it a lot. Rodney Dangerfield, I just loved to death. I marked out every time Oingo Boingo is in the movie. I'm like, that's Oingo Boingo. <laughs> um, I watched the. First couple episodes of the new Gindy Titakowski movie or movie show, um, Unicorn Warrior Warriors Eternal. I have I no fucking idea how he got that made. I have no like, idea. It, it makes no sense. It's it's ridiculous. It takes place in like an alternate Victorian London, and it's about warriors who are reborn throughout time to fight this ultimate evil, and it, it, they like lose their memory, but they don't. And one of them's like a woman on her wedding day, and one of them's like this um, orphan who was abandoned. And uh, I don't know, the, the show's ridiculous, and it's really interesting. Like I didn't fall in love with it. I haven't gone back to it yet because I found something better to watch. But I don't know. It was interesting, and I cannot believe that he pitched that show and they said, "Yeah, okay, we'll make this." I, I guess he was probably like, "Look, I made Samurai Jack. I made Primal. Maybe just let me do what I want." And I guess he tricked someone into letting him do what he wants or something. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I decided to finally quit fucking around and watch like a real show. And I started The Sopranos. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's, I've never oh, seen nice. it before. Uh, it, the show's so good. Like, I can't yeah, stop watching. I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who usually like binge watches stuff, but I'm almost done with season two. And I started it like less than a week, like five days ago. <laughs> I'm blowing right through that show. It is so good and like so watchable. And I like it a lot because it it, it has a weird middle ground of, you know how when you're watching a movie, you kind of have to watch a movie unless you've seen it before because there's like 
there's because when they make a movie, they know they're going to have a captive audience, like in theaters, like you're going to be sta staring at a huge screen the whole time. So they can do stuff like have visual cues and you can look at characters' faces and stuff like that. And then when they make something for television, they have to have considerations for uh, distractions or noise or commercial breaks or people are going to miss an episode or something like that. The Sopranos is like right in the middle and it's perfect. And like I haven't even mentioned like oh the writing and the acting is fantastic of course it is the the show's famous it's like one of the best shows ever made I guess there's no bad season not one bad season at all in the Sopranos some, some people told me the beginning of season two is the low point I'm past that now and if that was the low point then I, I'm I'm happy because the beginning of season two was not that bad like people tried to warn me and they said the first season was like too funny or something no fuck you that was, it was great no, <laughs> i liked all of it <laughs> i i think that's uh, if they haven't watched it because i watched it since day one mm. uh and i think if people go back they're gonna be like eh, it's kind of outdated a little bit um and all that stuff but like i didn't find anything funny about it it's just a bunch I mean, of Italians. i laugh out loud plenty yeah i mean there's a bunch of fucking like especially a paulie paulie's my favorite <laughs> in there great. yeah <laughs> Um, what did you guys, Zach and, and Chaz, did you see Sopranos? So I have not watched the entire series all the way through. I've watched bits and pieces throughout. I've watched most of season one, um, and a little bit. I actually skipped season two, watched a little bit of season three. Uh, and then from there, it's just literal, just like rip shot, just like random things. I've watched like the end <laughs> which I guess I probably should go back and watch all of it. Uh, I have no real bearing or reason why I haven't watched it all. It was more of just I catch it on and when I was younger. But mm -hmm. yeah, I like to go back and watch it. I'm a little concerned about doing that for time, but I really shouldn't. I really can't use that argument given that I've blown through all these random animes and other things. I'm about to yeah. name all these things I've watched, and I'm like, I don't have time to watch Sopranos. Yeah, I don't have to <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I, I kept doing the same thing. I kept being like, I don't want to commit to Sopranos. That's too much. That's too much. And I had just beat Tears of the Kingdom, which is like freaking 150 hours or some shit. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna quit fucking around and watch something real. And Sopranos was like right at the top of that list. So I, yeah. I'm I'm glad I did though. I uh, haven't watched it. So it, it's really good. I think you'd like I think anyone would like it, honestly. Andy, just remind me, because it's been a really long time since I watch it. And this is not a spoiler, by the way. The only time I'll, uh, if there is a spoiler, is if I tell you who's behind it. But is at the end of season one, is that when Tony gets shot by those, uh, those black guys? Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice the nod to Godfather, by the way? He had orange juice. There's like 600 nods to the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the episode where they go to Italy. They mm -hmm. straight up, when he's going to um what's her face's like villa there's that shot of an old woman leaning over a balcony that's just straight out of godfather 2 and i was like that is so cool i really like that mm -hmm. <laughs> but well, yeah there's there's lots of there's lots of godfather i mean some of it's just overt it's like a guy doing the, the impression all the time yeah <laughs> pull me back in <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I think you will really like the last season because it's written really well, and I can't wait for you to like see it. And oh, I want to discuss it. So I'm sure. I'm sure each week I'll we'll have watched another season or so. So I'll, I'll touch on it each time. Does this mean you're going to pick up that Sopranos game for PS2? Dude, I played it. It's it sucks, but I played <laughs> it. Sucks, it. <laughs> it sucks, man. That was such a weird time for video games because it was a Sopranos game, a Godfather game, a Scarface game. It's like yeah. they came out and everyone was like, "Oh, we gotta make money. How do we make money? a Reservoir Dogs game?" They yeah. Were all, oh, how do how do 
Konami capitalized on this, this they all thing. And they all yeah. suck. Yeah. Apparently, the Godfather game. That's Scarface. Godfather game on Xbox 360. Low key, really good. That's okay. what I've heard. I, I've heard okay. of all of them. That's the one. That Scarface one and just is Mafia good. are the decent ones. I've heard Scarface yeah. is okay from a couple people. Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I played a lot of that Godfather game. I played it on uh, PlayStation as well, but Xbox 360 is where it's at because like a lot of the graphical issues are fixed in the 360 version. And I mean, it's otherwise like playing, like think of San Andreas, but it is reskinned as. 20s new york city i like that really just playing through that like it's really good like it's just they just take a good formula and roll with it and they just put all like the, the tropes from the godfather in it and you do like you act out a lot of the famous scenes from the movie and stuff it's it's really you know, good it's, it's weird they were discussing that game on the episode of insert credit that came out today just briefly just kind of random they, they said they said uh, it has the hilarious contrivance of every time something important happens in the movies, your character just happens to be across the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, you know, anytime like that happens, like the music instantly changes and starts playing, and it's like just whatever was playing at the time of that the film happened. But That's hilariously, cool. you may pass something, and like it's still that that era of gaming where when you hit you hit a certain point that triggers a cutscene, mm-hmm. so it just instantly stops what you're doing and you go into a cutscene. so your music and stuff just completely changes and everything <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works it's like oh, that's not what i was doing but okay i guess i'll watch uh fucking Corleone die no big deal i'm just gonna make Stra- me want to watch the movie watching sopranos yeah. just made me want to re-watch godfather like i'm gonna have to watch it again i guess i want to watch casino again too because they See, referenced that's what it, it recently that is exactly why i'm worried about watching something like the sopranos it's gonna put me down this rabbit hole of all these gangster movies that i want to go watch Boo-hoo. and time is my enemy what do you what do you think when i chose the gangster theme what did i watch <laughs> i watched sopranos and i thought about doing a gang Gangster. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Andy, anything else? Oh, yeah. I got to wrap up what I watched, and then there's a couple other, uh, two other game things. Uh, we took a week off. So that means I watched both the Hungarian Grand Prix and the Belgian Grand Prix. <laughs> um, the, the Belgian Grand Prix, I think, is one of my favorite racetracks. I really liked it. It's at Spa. Maybe Zach knows what that means at Spa. least. Spa. Spa. But it's a famous racetrack. It was. It's really good, but I won't bore you guys with too many details of F1 as usual. Um, I played today. I had to play Forza Horizon Five again from where I'm in between big massive games. I I wanted to get on there because uh, right now, if you do a story mode, you get the um, the Camaro Exorcist, the, which is a really cool car. I just wanted it this week. Also, um, one of the uh, I can't remember. Is it the Pontiac? firebird i i don't know there's there's another new muscle car this week and then in two more weeks they're going to re-add fiat lancia alfa romeo and abarth and that's that's when zach will play that's when i will play that's his meat and potatoes right there them cars that's, that's my pasta and, and uh garlic meat bread sauce right there meat sauce but they, they, they added a lot of stuff there's all the these new stories and stuff to do but i don't know I, at the end of the day they're all still made up of the same building blocks that i've already like done to death so uh, i don't know the, the game's still fun i still like it but part of me is like okay i get it at this point I, i'm kind of ready for forza motorsport to come out later this year um that's my jam by the way i'm gonna be playing with you 
and then uh what oh yeah i started played and then beat quake for the first time ever that game's so much fun quake owns it's so much it's just so cool it's so quick it's just like doom except slightly better in like graphics i wouldn't say it's a better game than doom necessarily but it's it feels like it feels like doom 3 honestly it feels like this the natural progression from doom and i'm i'm aware because of how into like you know game development game history I'm, i'm aware it was like the last game made by like the dream team at id before they started kind of splintering and doing their own things it really feels like it that being said uh the final boss is like kind of like kind of like just like a you know it's a bit of a pain in the ass yeah i mean it's a pain (laughs) but also i had it ruined for me a little bit how you beat it and it's cool it's a cool concept but like i was expecting like a big epic final fight and then i got there and i was like i've seen this before i remember what i have to do and it's not like you don't fight i mean there's a bunch of shamblers and vores there but honestly, I killed some of them, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I ran past them all and just like won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That being said, though, the rest of the game is fantastic and masterfully made, well designed, and super fun, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think that's it. Though. I think that's I'm about to start a new game. I just haven't decided officially what it's going to be. So look forward to that next week, and I'm sure I'll talk about it for way too long. I like Quake Two and Three. Yeah, I'm, uh, Quake Two is on the list in the near future, but not not right now. You don't like one? I like one. I just I I like better. two. And, I like two and three better. Bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. You're probably, you're probably right. Uh, Chaz, <laughs> I'm ready for your list. Let's let's go. I want okay. fuck One Piece. I I've, uh, I I don't got time for anything else in life. <laughs> I don't have time to do anything. I watched every anime made in the I actually, I actually stared at the Mouth of Madness, and I looked at the the list of One Piece. And I was oh like, my god! There's no way. And I was like, because the I think on Crunchyroll, it's like it's whatever the season is, and it's like the number to current. It's like they have currently in English dub at least they have like 988, but it's still current. Of course, like there, One Piece has actually been in the news recently because I guess he goes to like a, a new form or a sin, Luffy of sense of some form I saw, it's I supposed saw, to be better than whatever and it's like he just looks like Super Saiyan which or looks like uh, Naruto when he turned a little gold and he got flaming hair but nothing really changed he's still some you design a new fuck. pirate form smart ass <laughs> I mean yeah you're right I, I didn't do that but still <laughs> I looked though after I finished all that Dragon Ball stuff so I was like Nah, but yeah, I was like, yeah. I think it'd be funny. I get in here. I was like, so I started One Piece, and you guys were like, fuck. <laughs> but then Zach had to jump in and just make some joke about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the sun is setting soon, uh, so I'm just trying to get all my shit in now. Doing a great job of procrastinating uh, before I can't. But uh, I had one day where I was sick. I just caught some GI whatever, and I was basically just when I wasn't like shitting my brains out, and, and not my usual shitting my brains out, but actually felt like i was dying i had to just sit in my recliner so i was like you know what i want to watch a bunch of horror movies um and barbarian was in the middle of that shuffle but uh amongst them i watched hereditary midsummer malignant hellbender and brightburn uh so i watched all those movies and i have opinions about all of them uh hereditary was uh was very interesting uh I, that's what I started with. I don't know if that was the right one to start with because I was <laughs> nauseous. It's a hell of a one to start with. 
Yeah, I, wow. Yeah, I was. I don't know if that was the right one to start with, given I was like just naturally nauseous already, and then watching it, I was like, hmm, I'm definitely not going to eat for a while now. Um, but that movie was trippy. Uh, it was not like, movie. yeah, the way, it, like, the turn it took, just, it's like, oh, okay, that's not what I was expecting. Um, but it is such, just a hard movie to watch. Like, I mean that in a good way. Like, it's just, it's a really difficult movie to swallow. Um, but in like all the best ways, and then it just gets very supernatural. I'm just uh, so glad I can't fit in the treehouse. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Too fat for the treehouse. <laughs> the favorite thing uh, about that movie is it makes you feel like you're on you're on edge all the time. Yeah, it's through like it's through like a really simple trick too. It is it, it plays on like fucking tropes uh, of horror movies you pick up on after watching so many of them for so long, but specifically. Like shit that everybody did for like the past 10, 15 years before that movie came out. Yeah, I like mean, audio cues and stuff. Yeah, it does some subtle things to still make it so tense, but also it does such a good job of just starting with events that are so overwhelmingly tragic. Yeah. Like just really, really shitty circumstances and, and just pulling the rug out from under you of there being something supernatural and even then like when they're doing it you still don't know where it's going and you're thinking oh because again i've watched my fair share of horror movies and things like this so i think i have a grasp on where it's gonna go like i'd even like figured out oh that lady that was super nice to her i was like oh yeah this is gonna be something and but like i didn't know what it was gonna lead to but i did not expect like oh he's just he, they brought back their king from whatever millennia of uh, yeah, that was some crazy Damn shit. King Payment. Yeah, King Payment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, wild movie. Uh, so then I immediately followed that with Midsummer. Midsummer <laughs> was a fucking trip, man. Midsummer was great. I, I, it might have been my favorite one of the ones I watched, which is weird because I it's like an acid trip. Uh, that that movie. One that movie is wild. Um, also, I might have a new hall pass. I don't know. I've told my wife this yet, and then I, I heard we we see we see boobies in Oppenheimer for Florence Pugh. So I don't know, but but yeah, uh, I'm I don't know. Death. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but uh, movie was really good too, though. I uh, didn't know what to expect. I think for that movie too, like it doesn't feel like a horror movie until it just becomes one. Uh, but it, like it has like this really interesting dynamic uh just seeing what's happening if what's otherwise like a remote part of the world like I, I mean i'm not saying sweden or that is but like they live in this random village that has like no connection to anything else so uh, it's kind of interesting from like a sociologic standpoint and of course that actually ties in too because the people that are there are all anthropologists like they they give you just enough information for you to kind of pick that up but uh, like they're they're all like pretty well educated, and that's why the whole reason they're interested in going, other than partying and whatnot. And then it just kind of flips on its head, and they're like, "Nope, we're gonna." It has know. a it has a happy ending, like the witch does. It has <laughs> it has the strangest yeah, happy a, ending, but you're true. totally right. <laughs> like it, it is weird how that turns, and I was like, "No, nah, yeah, fucking kill him!" Like I, I when they like pick like when they make her choose between her her asshole boyfriend and. And this random guy that was willing to like be the participant, and like, oh, you guys know what you did. Um, she lost her family, and she gained a new one, and found happiness once again. 
yeah. So in a weird way, it, it is it is a happy ending from from that that standpoint. But I was all for it. I was all for the what had happened. What I thought was weird, and I, this is what I couldn't tell. I mean, clearly it didn't have anything. But I was trying to figure out, you know, is it just true happenstance that she ends up coming and then this plays out the way it does? Because the way it seemed they were showing it was like this is what happens. They send their people out to actually recruit others to come in and then they help make that person. Yeah, like a clean. like a cult does. They always get the vulnerable people and she was vulnerable because, you know, the death in her family and she's always depressed and stuff. So Well I, not just not just that, but like the, her genetics. Like genetically they want people that fit within their group of people. Like she's blonde haired, blue eyed. Like they wanted her specifically for that. I just wondered if like what I I guess where I'm getting at is it is it is total like, like, it's total luck that she ends up going, and then it turns out to where it is. It almost made me wonder, does the other guy that was there, did he actually have some weird, subtle thing that he was doing to actually cause the events that happened? Like, again, not that you need that. I'm fine taking the story as it is, but would, it, would there have been more to it if, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy that was living in the U.S. and took them to his village, what if he had some way of, like, trying to manipulate her sister and the whole time he's actually doing something to cause what happened to the, to manipulate her into going. Yeah. But, uh, supernatural. What? Whether it's supernatural or not. I mean, cause I mean, that's the thing about that movie. I don't think there really was anything supernatural about it. Just super fucked up. But, uh, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, think it's, it's a more subtle, it's a subtle thing like it could have happened or it could not happen it's a- ambiguity that happened with that part because in my mind I think he's in on it because he's part of the group of people and mm-hmm. when you're an outsider looking at these group of people and you like the, I I my favorite scene and it's not like favorite because of what the action just how they portray it in into the film itself as us as an outsider is just like those people that go to that place as outsiders is when they're doing the whole ritual scene <laughs> and then seeing all that shit happen and they're just like what the fuck is going on here well, see that's interesting though but you bring that up and that's what makes me wonder if okay no it it actually is just total like her story is a true happy ending from that standpoint of she had no reason to be there. She ended up getting to come despite the circumstances of what happened without being manipulated or goaded into coming. And it ended up her gaining a new family because they have to recruit enough people. Think about the people they recruited that just ended up getting murdered. Right? Like they end up, they have to recruit enough people to be there as a sacrifice. That's, that's like the true intention. Like they go out to the world, like they said, and they do their own things and, and get to experience things and they come back during their, their next season of life. But at the same time, when they're bringing people back, they're bringing them back with the intent of at least being a sacrifice. Right. Like, so they, they're not necessarily bringing people, they're bringing them to do that or they're bringing them to breed so that they can continue making people without their being incest. So they're not necessarily bringing her fully with that intent. She just happens to come along and she, in of all the people, she's the one that's, that gets to stay. So I, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting. I, I I liked the movie though. I thought it was super weird and trippy. I wish I'd have done drugs while I watched it, but I kind of did because I was super sick. So maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. So, uh, but anyway, I can go on. So I watched Barbarian third. So I was on like this weird kick. I watched those two movies. I watched Barbarian, and I was still on a good high. Like I enjoyed Barbarian even after those two. Then I watched Malignant. Ugh. Let me tell you about Malignant. 
The only thing, the only thing about that movie uh, that was malignant was the script. What in the absolute dog shit is that movie? That movie's fucking terrible. <sighs> what sucks is it starts out and it's like there's some kind of potential there. And yeah. It's like halfway through it, about the halfway point, it's like what the fuck? There's like this. Uh, it's it's just the fact that like. The, well, even then, it's getting a little hokey in terms of how that person looks, and then the twist happens where you find yeah. out what ha- what I don't want to ruin it for who hasn't watched it, but you find that out, and it is so fucking stupid. Oh and of course, for me, like that, it makes no fucking sense. Like oh, yeah. it makes like I'm watching this movie because it was stupid. Because well, for me, like the medical side of it is, it just it doesn't make any fucking sense. Look, from the title, I always assumed it was about like. Um, a, a tumor that turns out to be like a, a twin from the womb, and it's like one of those weird uh, uh, total recall things. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> and you, it's uh, yeah. I got I got to ask because we'll just we're getting there. Anyone else that doesn't want to know, just skip ahead for the next two minutes because this what's it's, it's that's gotta what happen. we do. We spoil stuff on the show. We yeah, happen. we're we're spoiling this. You've got you guys have all seen it. And I don't care. You've not watched the movie, right? No, never. That is exactly what it fucking is. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> just from that title, I was like, it's gotta be some stupid... It's some dumbass brain humor. It's not even Total Recall. It is just the dumbest shit ever. What? What? Basically what happened, She she's born with a t- conjoined twin. Ter- uh-huh. they, 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 that's the thing. They call it a conjoined twin, but then they call it a teratoma. So you, you gotta pick one. You can't be a cancer, but also just be a conjoined twin or whatever. You, I mean, yes, you can have little tumors, but not in the same way that they did it. But what happened was apparently hers just lived on the outside and stayed alive, you know, with all the shit exposed or whatever. And her mom gave her up so they could be studied. And then it developed superpowers. It sounds it sounds like they could have went way more. They just took their, some, themselves seriously. That's like, the it problem. Should've, it should have been like a comedy thriller. No, no. no. Here, <laughs> oh, we're not done yet. Get ready. So this is the best part. So the the lesson of the movie is is that if you abuse your wife, she might murder you and a bunch of other people because she actually has an evil. Uh, twin with superpowers living inside her head. So, so make sure if you throw her down the stairs, it kills her. Uh, but uh, no, seriously though, the the movie premise is the whole conjoined twin tumor, whatever. And they actually start the movie this way: the tumor, like they're doing tests and other stuff on it to see because they're fascinated by this weird, rare tumor that's living on the outside. And it's like doing ESP and causing electronics to blow out. And it's killing people, <laughs> and they literally go, "It's time to excise the tumor." And then it goes in this cutscene where they're like doing surgery and stuff on it. Well, later you find out they can't actually remove all of it because it will kill her. So what they instead do is they take as much as they can out and then they put the rest inside of her head and sew it up and they leave it. And she's fine for like 20, 30 years. Mm. And then she gets married to a fucking hillbilly who throws her up against the wall and she cracks her head and when she does that it reactivates it the tumor oh. and it's like I'm out for vengeance oh, so I, they, I was hoping you were going to say they were going to exercise the tumor and then she like a cured their ass no it would have been so much cooler they had so many directions <laughs> and they went a stupid route but the thing comes out and when it comes out it takes over her body but backwards like it's coming out the backside. and she when this happens she goes in a weird trance and at first it's this whole thing of she thinks it's monsters there and she has some weird link where she can see where it's at at the same time. And it turns out it's actually her 
because it's her tumor running around. But when she learns that eventually, she develops the self-control that she can control the tumor and put it back in her body. It was fucking stupid. It was it's like basket mind. case, except serious. I'm a little worried I might have cancer watching it. Uh, it's, um, it's it's such a it really it's such bad. a silly premise. I'm really disappointed that they tried to put it in a serious movie. That, that's that really yeah. There's a oh, lot of yeah. there's a lot of potential there. They just did the tone wrong. It sounds it's like, like two. It kind of reminds me of Sinister. You ever watch Sinister? Mm-hmm. It's like the, they had a half of a script that had potential to maybe be like a decent horror movie. So there's something there. It was that kind of creepy, kind of scary, mm-hmm. and then goofy shit happens and ruins it. It's the same thing here. It got real but, fucking silly. It showed like the, all the tumor and they walk backwards and they're doing superhero movie shit and jumping off buildings and all this. It's goddamn. I'm trying to know who, who directs this too because that was the other James thing about Wan. this movie. James Wan, thank you. Because I was like, okay, this is a James Wan film. Th- this could go one of two ways. And it, it did. It, it went it the other way. It, it sure went did. the other way. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I'll never watch that again, though. Oh, it was it was terrible. Um. So anyway, the next movie I watched. This is where I got to those weird coin flips. So I was like, Am I gonna watch Hellbender or am I gonna watch The Witch? So I watched Hellbender because that's what the coin flip was. Uh, Hellbender's an interesting movie. You guys ever watched this before? No, I like the name. Yeah, uh, super cool. I would recommend it. Um, it, it, but it's weird. So it's basically about um about witches witches that are living out their own oh, so you were gonna watch a witch movie one way or the other that's why they were the coin flip yeah nah. so uh so yeah it's a it's about a witch uh who has a, a daughter and her daughter doesn't know she's a witch yet so she's learning that she's different from others her initially she thinks she has some weird disease her mom's keeping her away but it's because of this weird curse where if they're around other people uh, like it led to all these things. She was there when the, like the Salem trials and stuff happened. So she, oh, but then an owl turns up and gives her her acceptance letter to Hogwarts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and she takes and she takes Binks the cat with her, and you know, yeah, the whole thing. So fucking teenage um, witch, Jesus. It's Christ. funny because at first it seems like an innocent movie, like it's this coming of age thing. Like her and her mom like play like like punk rock music together and, and do all these weird things. And it's kind of like this kind of indie feel to it. It's, it's neat. And then like a, a random hitchhiker just gets into the woods where they're at and they like try to tell him you need to go away. And he like pushes things a little bit just to ask things about her, her daughter. Cause he's like, Oh yeah, my niece is, lives across on the other mountain. They could be friends. And she like is taking him, like escorting him away. And then she just fucking flays him. It, it like it's violently brutal, and they're like, "Whoa!" Uh, and the movie just takes a really cool turn. Um, I, I don't want to ruin too much more about the story because the plot was like it gets a little wild. Uh, There's three directors it, in this movie. <laughs> well, and it's it's weird because it, I've not at least for me, I've not seen as many films take the routes they take in terms of explaining witchcraft. Not, I mean, again, there are definitely some tropes that are that are familiar, but it's kind of cool in terms of how. They like get power and things that can happen. It, it, I, I don't like, but I would I would recommend it. It's a fun movie. Um, so then my next coin flip was It Follows and Brightburn and Brightburn one. So if that you don't know about, Superman, yeah, it's, I'm getting their dubs. Spoil <laughs> spoil my spoilers. Yeah. So Brightburn is basically Superman, but turns out he was sent to take over the world. Um, so it's Dragon or, Ball. 
It's Dragon Ball, or it's, uh, it's Invincible. It's he, he's actually Omni Man. Like that's seriously what it is, though. But he, instead of him reacting to the way when he finds out, because he's going through like the weird like changes and stuff, he he already is showing like some signs that he's a little psychotic, uh, and, and narcissistic. So when he finds out his parents, you know, hid this secret from him, instead of reacting in the way of, "Oh, I understand, you were just trying to protect me, and now I'm ready to do the right thing," he goes the opposite way. And then people that have done like petty small things to him, he just starts murdering, and it goes kind of crazy. Uh, another thing I'd recommend watching it's it's not great, it's it's decent, it, it's kind of a cool premise. I feel like they could have done a little more with it, um, but there are some pretty cool scenes. Um, there is something really really terrifying about some of the suspense that builds up in being stalked by Superman. <laughs> That's just kind of cool, uh, but yeah, I'd recommend at least watching it everybody um so those are those are the horror movies i got through so then i invincible the show is they announced that season two will be coming out in november and with that they, they have a special that's out now it kind of goes over the origin of adam eve i don't oh, know if anybody's it is in this? You guys have watched it i've never watched any of that so invincible is very good i would i would highly recommend it very very awesome uh uh, comic series. I checked out some of the comics after, but I watched the series first. Uh, and I mean, they've touched on so little of the actual comic book series, uh, especially with how they've built the the first season. So I'm so I'm going to be excited to see how they they play out the the next little bit of things. But um, they did an origin on one of the the characters in one of the uh, characters on the the uh, the show that's like a supporting character. Um, that it's really like inherently like one of the more powerful characters in the show. Um, it was kind of cool to watch. Um, so I think before I can't remember if I had finished Dragon Ball Super or how I was about to. I think I finished it. But then you were gonna watch Dragon Ball AF, so I remember that joke. Yeah. So then instead, I just watched OG Dragon Ball. Good man. Good and man. Going back and watching it, um, that show hits very different now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in this show that you probably couldn't do now, which is kind of weird. Like, first off, there is just like child dick everywhere in that show. Uh, it is just it, like, I mean, seriously, like 5% of the show is just Goku with his dick hanging out, just like whatever. But there's like a scene where uh, Roshi needs to be persuaded to do something to help them out. So Bulma's like, oh, okay, you little perv. I'll show you my my butt or I'll show you my panties. I'll show you my and panties, she, that's right. And she forgets that she's not wearing her panties because Goku took them off while she was asleep. They didn't explain this in it until after. So she just straight up shows her vagina to Roshi. And Roshi's like has like the classic like anime nosebleed thing. It's just it, it's hilarious. <laughs> the show is just super funny. Uh there there's so many just goofy things that they do. I don't know. Like the whole, th the whole thing, like to me, I enjoyed it so much. And it, it's weird watching it after watching all the others, like Z and super and GT take themselves so seriously. Mm. And there's a lot of humor and fun and heart in the original dragon ball. Yeah. But it still has like its moments where it's serious. That's um, like, that's kind of why dragon ball is like, kind of like stealthily my favorite. Like I'll say Z, but I think it's dragon ball. I, Honestly, like every once in a while, I'll try to watch. I wanted to rewatch just the Cell Saga from Z. This was a couple years ago. I got like 
10 episodes in, I was like, man, I, just, I think I just want to watch Dragon Ball. So I went, went back <laughs> and watched a bunch of Dragon Ball. Like, that's just what I was. I just like the tone in Dragon Ball a lot better. And it's got, yeah. like you were talking about, it's got that humor that's like stupid. Like, um, in the first tournament, uh, Roshi doesn't want Goku or Krillin to win because he's afraid that they'll like get a big head and stop training as hard as they do. So, so he, he enters, enters as Jackie Chun and then beats Goku. Like, I, I, that's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. There's there's a ton of really funny stuff throughout. Uh, there was a joke that I was trying to remember to tell uh, that was in it, but I, I've already forgotten it. Uh, but yeah, actually, I think going back and watching it, it, same. I think it might actually be my favorite of the ones I've watched because, again, it still has its moments where it gets really serious, but the the story isn't just as simple as oh, there's a bad guy. I go fight him. I'm not strong enough. He nearly kills me. Okay, I'm going to get stronger. Now I'm going to beat him. Like, it's, again, Dragon Ball Z is still great for a lot of the things that are there. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but it's still somewhat basic in some of the story it tells. Um, it's almost why Super is still pretty fun, because Super changes things up a little bit. Like, yeah. it's no longer necessarily about power levels and other stuff. Um, but Z focused so much on that. Dragon Ball is not about that at all. It's it's just silly, and you're finding all these hit weird things, and they don't explain everything, which is well, really that, nice. So much I, mystery to it. I think part of what makes it good is it does still kind of have that formula in it. It's still like, uh, Mercenary Tao is too good of a fighter for me. I need to get stronger. So he goes and meets some Native Americans and then climbs a tower into the clouds and learns martial arts from Corin, who is a cat, a mortal cat person. Like, it's still the same. I'm not strong enough. I trained. I'm stronger now. But instead of, like, doing something boring, like going to the hyperbolic time chamber or or just, like, I trained in space and in, in high gravity, something silly happens. He, yeah, he, I'm, I'm not going to sit. Native Americans. He goes into the clouds and stuff like that. And that's the, I, I, you know, that's the charm of it. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's again, it's there's actually an adventure part to it. It's not just, I'm just going to scream harder. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's it's more I'm creative just, that way. I'm just gonna train no, in a is. white void because the animators didn't want to draw fucking backgrounds, so it makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. Uh, it's actually hilarious too because actually one of the scenes in Dragon Ball when he's trying to get stronger to be uh, to get prepare himself for Piccolo in order for him to get to that level and be to do things, he goes to a time room where you can actually go back in time mm. and and like fight and he ends up the training with Roshi when he's younger and it, it, it's wild. Like why do they never go back and use that? Although a lot of that has to do with like the way Toriyama would write things. He would forget about stuff. Like after like the first part of Dragon Ball Z, he just forgot that launch was a character and she just never popped back up. <laughs> totally, totally sad. Cause launch is a great character. Oh, she's a fantastic character. She's, she's fucking hilarious in, in the series. I always uh, wish a bunch more characters got more. Like, I love Oolong. Oolong's like one of my favorite yeah. characters. It's my favorite In Z, he just like hangs out on Roshi's Island the whole fucking time. That's one of my yes. favorite gags from Dragon Ball Z and Bridge is like where they're all sitting there in, in Roshi's house. It's like, hey, you remember when we all did stuff? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things is they, each time they, like once launch is introduced to the series, they go back to the tournament and they're like, oh man, there's so many people here. And then someone's like, oh, don't worry. And they take a feather and rub it under Launch's nose. And she sneezes. And she's like, crowd control. And she's just shooting up the crowd. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Uh, it's, it's just silly like that. Uh, There's also yeah. these weird episodes where Goku meets Rayleigh. Like the the series Toriyama did before Dragon Ball. It makes no fucking sense. 
Oh, I love it. I love the episode in Super when Rayleigh shows up and she beats the she fuck out of Vegeta. Yeah, she's she's one episode in Super right before the Tournament of Power where she shows up and Vegeta's like, there's no way. And he like gets into like Super Saiyan Blue and like tries to fight her and she beats him. Uh, and he's like, there's no way. There's no way this little girl could beat me. The only way she could do this is she's, fr- is she's from a gag manga. That's <laughs> like, right. For that joke. It's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, she's just in that one episode, and that was that. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I caught up on the rest of the season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that's been on so far. Boy, they, they've made some really good episodes. The episode about Risky Rat, which is like a playoff of Chuck E. Cheese, is super funny. It was like a Chuck E. Cheese that was made like to ba- like it was effectively made to groom children. It was a bunch of like trashy, uh, like rat animated characters. And they had like, like there was a whole joke about this legendary like female rat that had like made like boobs that were made that were, you could go up under her shirt and look at the boobs and it it's fucking weird. And then it got turned into a thing where it's like the culture's changed, so it's safe for kids. They're no longer like doing that? things. Yeah, what was that? Hmm. I don't know. There was a weird sound just now. Keep going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but it, it was it was a funny episode. I'd, I'd recommend that because they're like like oh no they basically all the old animatrons get replaced and they, the whole thing's changed. And they're like no this isn't what it used to be. Their theme song used to be you can do whatever you want. And they're like we're gonna bring old Risky Rat back. So they go and find all the animatrons and they build all this stuff and they think they're gonna do it. And the next thing the building's on fire and children are screaming and ah. And the, and and like, oh, I'm sure that music plays from the end of all the episodes for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Um, so that episode's great. Uh, the last episode that was called Dennis Takes a Mental Health Day was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I'd recommend it. It's it's like this thing that just shits on like all customer service industry. Like that loop now of automated customer service and just how crappy everything is. It, it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, then I watched Twisted Metal. That just came out. I don't know if you guys have uh, taken a peek at that yet. So... I, I was talking to someone today that watched it, and he was not impressed. <laughs> yeah, oh no, go go watch it. So if you were expecting this to to like dive and be like dedicated to like the story of the show or anything at all, well, it's not going to be that. And and spoilers, Twisted Metal as a game, it had this really interesting premise, but its plot's not very deep either. It, it is just this ridiculous, like amalgamation of ideas that are just thrown together to make a video game it is never supposed to be deep i heard david jaffe fucking hates it (laughs) yeah it's no it's like twisted metal is like the ps1 equivalent of like monster energy everything (laughs) monster energy is that game but that said like is it a good show is a well is is it a well-written show not not really it's fine is it fun as hell to watch absolutely I I watched the whole season. It's I just binged it the last two days, and it was really good. I, I at least I enjoyed it. I shouldn't say it's really good, but um, definitely if, if you like that series, I would watch it. Uh, Sweet Tooth's character is is fantastic. Like there's so much stupid comedy in how he how he acts, and they like come up with some neat backstories to kind of explain why people would be the way they are and set it up. Um, so yeah, it's it's something I would recommend to people if you were a big fan of the game growing up if you're looking for something to watch that's going to be very thought-provoking or something no nah, i wouldn't watch it but but yeah uh so that covers all the things i've watched 
Now we'll get to the things that I've played. <laughs> I keep talking over and over. Uh, I played it in some Pokemon uh, TCG tourneys. Um, got first and and second respectively in each of the two that I've played in. I went and played at a Super Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, it was actually two different ones. I played in a melee tournament, and I actually took the the number two player in the state and, and beat him which was awesome. And I made a top four in the event that I played in. That was kind of cool. Uh, and then I played in a super smash brothers ultimate tournament and I'm pretty sure I got last out of like 40 people. So that was fun. I got scrubbed. It was pretty bad, but I haven't played super smash brothers ultimate in a long time. I'd, so apparently you just can't show up and play every game and do decently. Well, melee, I guess I can, but ultimate, I couldn't, I got my ass beat. Um, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter Six, just online playing. I finally have like some people to play with, do some live sets of things. It's, at some point, Zach and Andy, I'd like to play in person. It'd be fun to play, but we'll try other characters out. But but yeah, um, I guess this kind of ties into the thing I've been doing. Um, I'm helping them. Uh, there's a place in Taze Valley called Game Grove that is doing a lot more. Like they have, they have a really nice setup for uh, different. Uh, types of gaming. So they're doing lots of Warhammer stuff. They're doing tabletop and, and card, but they're also doing a lot of video games and they started with smash cause it had the, the highest demand, but I, we're going to start trying to do weekly or bi-weekly events for different fighting games. And I think the street fighter is going to be the start, but we're going to have like a rotation of games that are requested because there are a lot of people that want to play guilty gear. Um, of course, when mortal Kombat comes out, people want to play it. Um, it's going to be a way for people to play locals and come out and play. And then they'll have like other fun stuff. So I, I don't know. It's kind of exciting to get to do that. I, I like. I've been trying to for years to get that type of thing locally, and it's nice that it it's going to exist now. It's a shame I'm moving away from it right after it develops. But honestly, where I, I'm moving to, there's not going to be much of a scene, so I'm going to have to drive anyway. So, um, let's see. I played Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, this was a weird one. I was actually at the shop and playing Street Fighter, and a guy comes in and was asking what other games they play, and he brought it up. So then we ended up talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's play. And this guy apparently was used to be sponsored and, like, played at CEO and, like, did really well, and he beat my ass. And he hadn't played the game in a couple years, so that was real fun. Uh, let's see. Played some Rock Band. That's uh, whatever. Oh, this was the last thing I did. I thought it was kind of funny. While I was watching Dragon Ball, I was finding other random things to do, and I decided to play Soul Silver. Uh, and and do a nuzlocke, um, and in classic fashion, I was doing just fine and, and minding my own business. I got the goldenrod, where you can do that game where you can like do the card game and play all the electrodes and other stuff. I did that for like a couple hours, like getting the TMs and stuff. And then I went into the third gym thinking, oh, I'm fine. I'm 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 right at the right level to to take this on. And I got wiped. Oh. Fucking Whitney and that stupid ass mill tank. Dead. So PTSD all over again. She uh, she got a critical when I I could have uh, I could have KO'd her, and she got a critical hit on my my poor little Zubat, and and then uh, unfortunately, the remaining Pokemon I had was was the opposite gender. So she she attracted him, and that was that. So she uh, taking a bunch of horn dogs in there. Yeah, well, it was just one horny little Kualava. He can't help it. It's not his fault. His, his loins were on fire. But yeah, no, she, she messed me up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, critical hits are the worst. 
it sucks when that's like that's the way you lose. But yeah, it wasn't even like I lost like a critical person. Like I lost my whole team, so I had to start over. So because Nuzlocks are fun, right? Uh, and then I am waiting to hear back from Pokemon about my professor license. I'm trying to obtain that so I can help judge and and organize events for that. So. So you're going, doing children, you're going to send children off into the world unsupervised to fucking yeah, when they turn 10, get into trouble and everything. Making well, choose you, a deck. You make then... it sound. Yeah. So you're making it sound like I'm, I'm being a monster. I'm going to let them choose first. They get, they get to choose a deck. <clears throat> well, that's part of it. I mean, it goes yeah. without saying. Yeah. And they get a book bag. They get a little pot Palm pilot computer and a sharpshooter. No. We don't put sharpshooters <laughs> on kids. We put scorpion deathlocks on kids. Yeah, yeah. Scorpion deathlocks are for the wolf stingers. <laughs> Unless they're in Canada, then it has to be a sharpshooter. All right. It's like, yeah, that's that's it though. That's all I got. All right, Zach. What the hell you been watching? Player doing? Uh, play the play part's easy. I've just been playing Tactics Ogre. I haven't been able to play as much shit because my schedule the last week or so has been chaotic because of work. What game? Tactics Ogre. On, uh, well, it was originally a Super Nintendo game. It's been ported to different things over I thought my ears were, like, fucking up. I thought you said Tactic Yogurt. I was like, Tactics Whoa. Ogre. No, I know what you said. I'm, I'm just telling you what my ears. Tactile yogurt. Tactile yogurt. <laughs> it's yogurt, but with like a like a sandpapery kind of. Yeah, like a cat's I, tongue. I thought he said tacky orgy, so it's fine. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm still plugging away at that game. Uh, it's gonna take a while. It's a tactics RPG. It is what it is. There's not much to say about it right now. <laughs> uh, I will say it's interesting that it has like a branching paths story to it because there's there's parts in the plot where you have to make decisions and does it have permadeath for your party members or no it has permadeath like final fantasy tactics if you can't revive them on time gotcha okay that's so cool. so there's that there's stakes uh, the the timer's weird though because it, if you don't most people have probably played final fantasy tactics before this game so in tactics, it counts down to zero, and then your character fades away and turns into a crystal or some bullshit. Uh, when it gets down to one, after the one turn is over, they die. Like so, you expect a zero. So it's actually like you have. It's weird because you have less time, but sometimes it feels like when you're going through the rounds, like time is dilating or some shit. I still can't get a grip on like how, how the sense of time works in that game going through everybody's turns. It's weird. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm still enjoying it though, obviously. Uh, I, I really like that genre of games. And there's not a lot of those games. <laughs> so I'm probably going to get into playing the rest of the series. I have um, uh, the one for N64, Ogre Battle 64, a person of lordly caliber. Uh, there's, Apparently there's gameplay differences between them, I read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's also Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen, and then there's a Game Boy Advance game that came out, and that was like the last one. Hmm. So, we'll see. We'll see about playing the rest of those someday. Uh, uh, I watched... Uh, I also watched The Exorcist, Thank you very much. 
I just didn't want to butt in on Dubs' commentary about it. Uh, I did not watch the other movies, though. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to watch that one. Um, I got a list of a short list of horror movies I got to watch before a certain date for, for a thing. And I'm trying to... I've got a few left. The other ones are going to be like real easy to get through because they're old. They're, they're shorter. Uh, it was good, though. Uh, it had been a long time since I watched it, and I forgot certain plot elements. I actually forgot how the movie ended. I totally <laughs> forgot how the movie ended. It had been that long. Uh, there's a... Uh, oh, shit, you know? Yeah, there's, like, two versions, by the way. Which ver- version did you watch? Did you watch, like, the cop and the priest, like, walk off happily, or... Yeah, you- they're the newer ending. Yeah, that's the... It's not the director's cut, even though they call it the director's cut. It's the studio cut. Well, they call, well, God damn it, you can't call it a director's cut if it's not. <laughs> How's it going to sell? <laughs> studio cut. Just say it's, that raises more questions. Like, this is the studio cut? Like, it just raises too many questions. It just raises too many questions. It's just call it, actually, it'd be a funny joke for them to like put out different releases and call one like the King James version and then call the actual <laughs> director's cut the Old Testament. That's Blade Runner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's like 13 mm-hmm. versions of that or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, great movie. Uh, I can. It, it's funny because at first I was like, this is moving kind of slow. Like, I, I felt like maybe they dwelled a little bit too much on. He did it on purpose, by the way. I know the... he did. I know he did it on purpose, but I, I still feel like it, they probably could have cut five, ten minutes of that shit out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get real critical about time moving in movies for certain elements. It's just something I can't shake. Uh, but what do I know? Uh, I watched Barbie. <laughs> I went and saw it. What a beta move, bro! Yeah, yeah. It was was a, it the greatest movie of the last twenty five years? No, I still feel like people are huffing fucking gas or some shit when they say that. Like, really? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. This is this isn't a bit. I'm being dead serious. No, I really want to see you and, and Bryce have that debate in person. And he's like, "This movie was fun," and you're like, "Were you huffing gas?" <laughs> That's, that's what you guys talk about it. That's why I'm like, why is everybody's reaction like? I was like, I was so shocked at like that being people being so positive about this. I'm like, why? Like, what the fuck? So, I, is it good or bad? It was okay. <laughs> like, honestly, like it's like I said in the chat, it was funny in parts. It was okay. Uh, it wasn't anywhere near as good as like what some people are making it out to be, though. You sure know. you didn't go into it expecting to not like it? No. I just went in, like, I'm going into this movie. We'll see what happens. I try not to let other people's shit color my perception of something before I see it. Uh, I, I still thought it was outlandish. That it was it was having, like, this lavish praise heaped on it, in my opinion, for, like, what it is, you know? It's just I, such a weird and outrageous thing, and I think it's being propped up a lot by this whole Barbenheimer deal. I think it is, too. I think, I think it's a little bit of a meme movie. Right. Uh, and, uh, I also think there's an element to this that uh, in some instances you can't say uh, critical things about it to an extent or at risk of being stamped as something bad, like an asshole or a misogynist or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think some of that's at play too a little bit. 
I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't help when actual misogynists are going out and doing like 45 minute rants about it immediately when it comes out. It, that, that's been, that's been one of the most entertaining parts about it is like the opposition's reaction yeah. to it. I love it. So then it or, makes the problem is like if you're critical, everyone just groups you with that person. And it's like, listen, I'm not a Nazi because I just didn't like the movie. Like, that's like how that movie. works. Yeah. The people are polarized to one end to the other of the spectrum and they just don't know how to just be a regular human being anymore. I just yeah. didn't watch the movie because uh, I didn't play with Barbie, so I don't. I didn't think it was marketed towards me. <laughs> That's all. Well, I did. I watched it. My sister wanted to go. She didn't want to go I alone, figured. so I went with her. That's, I that, that was the deal. And I was like, "All right, I'll go see this damn movie." <laughs> I want to see a Hot Wheels movie that is actually a satire on neo feminism. Yeah, sure. That's what I want. Yeah, That's what I, I need, wanted. I need that type of depth. <laughs> no, my <laughs> wife wouldn't watch it. I. I, I was working, whatever, but she went and watched it and she said she really enjoyed it, which means if I watched it, I'd probably be like, eh, that's all right. Because I asked her, like, what would you think? She's like, I think you'd like it. You probably think it's fine. So there's I'm a sure watch it at some point and I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure I'll watch it and enjoy it and think some things are funny and, and laugh and not take it too seriously. Is there a hall passes with Margot Robbie? No. 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 <laughs> I mean, like, I think she's like she's attractive, but you got, the hall pass you got to save for a very specific thing, and it, it goes time to time. You switch around. Yeah, you save I mean, it I, for Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, <laughs> he was great in La La Land. Let's see what, what else. Darling, what Sorry. else have I watched? Uh, I watched Man, Stone gorgeous. Cold biography from A and E. Uh, what <laughs> it was funny because it's like. I got to pull into Philadelphia. I, I went to work all fucking day up to that point. Like I, I woke up at 7 a.m. that morning, found, went to work, found out at noon, you have to go to Philadelphia. Fuck. So I went and then I didn't stop driving all the way up to like 11 o'clock. So I basically worked from seven in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. And the majority of that time was spent driving. <laughs> and mm. I was fucking starving. I didn't know what I didn't know what to fucking do. I practically had like blood sugar shakes because I I just I barely ate anything that day, <laughs> so I was like I was about to fucking pass out. I'm like I, I want to watch something. Uh, uh, they're they're still cold. There it is. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> I started watching that. I watched about half of it. it was like, oh God, bless you. But anyway, um, it's it, it was a decent biography. I honestly think uh the one. In his uh, DVD set that, that WWE put out uh, a while back is a little bit better, more in depth than that. But yeah, mm-hmm. they 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 gloss over a lot of like his early career shit and stuff. It kind of it moves a little too quickly, but it's still it's cool if you've never seen anything like that about Steve Austin or something. It's a good, uh, you know, it's a a happy meal to get you into it if if you will, because that's all I could get it that late that night it was mcdonald's yeah, i just saw a good video that was i can't remember how many how many minutes it was like 15 minute thing about how wcw stone cold like stunning steve austin was was better than stone cold and i was like okay this is clickbait right but he like went through and like explained how like in so many ways he is he was a superior version of austin it's just he was just booked incredibly wrong he was a different wrestler physically i mean i don't that's not a fair yeah. comparison really right well that's what i took away from it because they were talking oh he's a better worker it was like yeah because his neck wasn't fucking broken and his legs weren't shot like he, of course he was a better worker probably he, helps 
Well, yeah. he also uh, – here's the other thing, too. You're not going to bump like that anymore when you become, like, a main event guy because that's – that you're yeah. bumping – when you bump like that, you're somebody that's still trying to get over unless you're Shawn Michaels, I guess. You still bump like that anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, very few people are bumping for the sake of bumping. Like, you're, you're only doing it because you're trying to, like, get to that level, and then you don't need to anymore. Exactly. Yeah, well, I totally uh, agree. But – uh it was, it's still cool. Check it out if you've never seen it. You want to learn a little bit about Steve Austin? Uh, there you go. Can't you can go wrong a lot of other ways for an hour and a half than that. Uh, also been watching uh, uh, Sega Lord X videos. I ran a YouTube channel. I found this dude who just it's classic reviewer channel uh, kind of thing. And I don't know. I, I've have been exposed to some more games. I've kind of like uh, let slip through the cracks a little bit. That game looks cool. That game looks interesting. I'll add that to my stupid list that continues to grow. <laughs> but uh, I will say I noticed something. Uh, you know how sometimes you, you follow uh, a channel or something and you see videos and they're reviewing something and then sometimes they talk about a game and they say it's bad and you know it's not bad. And then you watch footage of them playing it, and you can tell that they're just bad at playing it. Yeah. I, that's what's going on here with a couple of these games he's talking about. He's like, uh, uh, like, oh, uh, he said some shit like X-Men on Sega Genesis is like super hard or something. And I never thought it was that hard, actually. It's just that I couldn't figure out that damn reset trick for a while, and then eventually I learned about it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just the curve thing. Honestly, I've had so many games like that in that generation of games I went back and played. And it's not so much that I went back and played it and thought, man, this game was hard. It was always, how the fuck did I do this as a kid? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Like, how did six-year-old me get this? Like, because I remember doing this as a kid and beating it. It's how all six-year-old you had to do. That, that I too, mean, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um. The big, the, the big culprit, though, was like Batman Returns and Sega Genesis. He's like, that game's terrible. I'm like, no, it's not. And then, and then like, he kept saying it sucked and shit. And then, and then the truth came out. There was a little bit of footage of him playing it, and it was like he clearly didn't know how to fuck to play the game, and he was just dying. I'm like, oh, okay. You're saying specifically Returns, right? Like, Batman not, Returns. Not forever, not, so, I, fun fact with that game, I remember getting chicken pox when I was a kid. I'm like shit, stealing all your stuff here, but I remember like getting chicken pox and it fucking sucked. So, uh, someone went to the movie re- or like the rental place that was like down the road from where I lived and they rented that. And I, I guess they rented it so long that the guy was just like, you can just have it. So he just, the guy felt bad cause I had chicken pox. It was like, yeah, you can just have the game. You've already paid enough that it's like worth the cost of the game. So I basically threw like late rental fees I ended up just buying Batman Returns at a discounted price from this guy and playing <laughs> through it. Yeah. So, and I'm, I don't remember exactly how it ends, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure I beat it as a kid. It's that game is pretty challenging. Uh, I've beaten it only a handful of times, but uh, it's definitely playable and it's pretty fun. And the Sega C version is fun too. If you can ever get it. Um, Speaking of Batman, I read a bunch of Batman books. Well, I only read one Batman book. I could only finish one out of these three I tried to read. Oh, no. <laughs> well, sometimes you go to those comic conventions and you get, like, discounted books, and you're like, that looks cool, and then you read it, and then it's like, oh, it's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's why it was so cheap. That's what happened to me on two of these. 
The Fair first enough. one was like, well, uh, this is out of order. Uh, the one of the aborted attempts was uh, I can't remember the name of it anymore because I just couldn't fucking I stomach it so much. I, I I put it down after reading three or four pages. It's wow. some Batman book by Howard Shaken, who's like uh, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he did another Batman book uh, that's notable uh, called Thrill Killer. And it's like he just, it's like an Elseworld story where he plays with a lot of plot elements. I think I talked about it on the show before, but it's like basically it's like in some alternate universe where it's like if Batman's still in the 40s or, or actually it's at this point it would be the 60s. And uh, instead of being Batman, it's it's uh, Batgirl and Bruce Wayne is just some fucking Joe Blow cop in the in the, the Gotham PD. He's he's not even rich or anything. It's Barbara Gordon that's like the rich socialite bat girl. So you kind of mm. flip that on its head. It's like a what if kind of comic. Yeah. Uh it was pretty cool though. Uh this wasn't. This sucked. Uh because <laughs> like the art was fucking awful. It like reminds you of like the those people when people used to make fun of like the 90s was bad comic books, the, the art was stupid, Rob Liefeld can't draw. Like, this is actually an example of that. Like, the art in this book. Uh, and it was like, I guess it was like Batman was supposed to be in the 40s and shit. And it opens with him beating up a bunch of guys in a clan rally or some shit. And then they start talking about Bolsheviks and fucking socialism. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to fucking read about any of this shit in a Batman book. So I was just done. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, then I tried to read uh, a Batman book called The Chalice, which was written by Chuck Dixon. Uh, and it was okay, but like the artwork in it was like really fucking off putting to me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't fit it. I, I couldn't stick with it because the art was just so not comic book. It's like, uh, it's like a definitely a product of its time. You know, like in the 2000s when they would get like more experimental kind of artists to do shit. Um, and sometimes stuff would just it de- like you would describe it as this definitely is not comic book art. It's something like it's real flat shaded. It looks like it was obviously made on a computer, stuff like that. Uh, is um, it the medieval one? No. Uh, <clears throat> it's the plot has something to do with like uh, somehow he ends up with, the Holy Grail, and he has to guard it from like a bunch of fucking people that are trying to take it. It's an Indiana Joe's plot. It's weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> Batman book. And uh, like it, the artwork just screamed, This what this is digital comic fodder. And I was just like, This sucks. I can't, I can't read it. I love Chuck Dixon, but like the artwork is just so disconnected and it feels half assed. It yeah. feels, it felt like indie comic art, not Batman. And it, I don't know. Sometimes the art has to jive with the material, or I just can't read it. So um, you, so you read two bad Batman. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the Chuck Dixon one was bad or not. It's just I, I lost interest. I've only got so much time in my life. Mm-hmm. So now I read Batman: The Wild, which is written by Doug Monick. I think is how you say his name, and he did like the Batman books where he was like a fucking vampire and shit, like literally mm-hmm. and stuff. Which they're fun. Those are fun books. Uh, this time, he, this is an Elseworld story, another one where he's just like, it's imagine Batman in a fantasy setting, more or less, is what it is. Like, the Joker is some kind of evil 
sorcerer motherfucker who has like hordes of giant orcs and shit. He he shows up in like like airships and just starts raiding villages and pillaging them and people are ripping like these orcs are like ripping people apart, ripping their heads off, breaking their skulls open and eating their brains and shit. Like you see this in a Batman book. <laughs> There's literally a frame where this this orc or whatever the fuck it is kills a woman, rips her head off, rips her face off, puts it over his face. He's like, oh, I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm like, what am I reading? I was I couldn't put it down because it was just so fucking insane. <laughs> and uh, it was cool. Batman was like a weird beast demon in that. And it turned out like some ritual or some shit couldn't get finished. And he was he was a beast, but then later on he could control himself. He, he became a shapeshifter, so he became a man at the end. He was a Batman, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool though. If you ever see it, I don't know. Flip through it, and maybe you'll like it. Um, and that's all I did. That's that's everything I did. All right. So Zach has an announcement. I got to bring it up. Just give me a second. First, we're going to watch this. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh. No, this, this isn't right. Here, let's Is there any? Uh, there, that's where it ends. That's just it. It just <laughs> leaves on the graphic there. All right. Yeah. So, so 
before you go into it, I, I should have prefaced it that if you're listening to audio, we'd watched a video teaser of Zach's new show called They Game. Uh, so if you want to watch it, uh, you know, come on our channel and watch it. It's also on his YouTube channel, which I'll link in the description below. But what is They Game, Zach? Uh, the game is me doing a clever take off of Big Trouble and continuing the, the legacy of naming shit after John Carpenter stuff. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I've been sitting on this idea for a while. It's like it had like this weird itch. Like I want to do a video game show like, really bad for some reason. <laughs> it's just a general, general video game show. Cause I know we do little side things. Like we got like lost in nightmares and, got the podcast to surpass metal gear thing we're doing too Mm -hmm. uh but just uh i wanted to kind of do a show where there's just more broad discussion about like video game stuff uh like certain topics about it or whatever not necessarily news like the news aspect doesn't really interest me as much uh it's, it's news if something's really newsworthy actually happens, and then I feel like we can talk about it. Something like new Nintendo hardware, or like uh, uh, they finally pulled their head out of their ass and they're going to make a good Halo game. Just stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like we're not going to get into like granular minutia news of uh, Ubisoft is fucking. They're not sucking anymore. I don't know. Like. <laughs> Stuff that, that's newsworthy, in my opinion. It's stuff to have discussions about instead of just being like, well, you know, this game is out and, you know, yeah, there's bugs that. that are happening. No, that I don't, that's stupid to talk about. No, now if a new game comes out and we're like, do we want to talk about Spider-Man 2? And maybe we'll, we'll have a, a discussion about Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So what are you expecting to start the show? Have you thought, uh, did you want to announce or did you want to wait uh, to like kind of announce that? Uh, I was thinking maybe I'd like to try to launch the first episode in September, uh, probably in the middle or later part of September. Okay. And as for format, uh, in terms of like how regular is it supposed to be, stuff like that, we, we'll probably discuss that off air. Okay. Yeah. And... and- just to tell our audience, you might see some structural structural uh, differences that are happening. Um, because like Zach said, you know, everything is off of like a John Carpenter film. So you have like Big Trouble podcast. We used to have Escape from SideQuest, if every, and any old school people remember that, um, me and Andy. Uh, and then we also like play with names like the DLC for Resident Evil. Uh, was it Resident Evil 5? Uh, Lost in Nightmares. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we play on that and then getting some colors are wrestling. So if you haven't noticed, like Big Trouble is kind of like the Big Trouble network. And then you have all these other shows that we're doing. So you might see some structural uh, structure like that. I can't fucking speak right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just keep an eye out for They Game. Um, obviously we have getting some color lost in nightmares and stuff. The, the metal gear podcast that we'll be getting back to, uh, soon, um, as far as doing metal gear solid. Uh, and then also I have some projects that I'm working on as uh, also. So keep an eye out on that. Um, I don't think we have any other news besides Zach's day game, correct? 
I don't have anything. All right, let's sign out. Remember to uh, listen to us on all podcast services. We're also on YouTube. So remember to like and subscribe on Couch Entertainments and Big Trouble Little Podcasts. And also on my Twitch channel, which is JoeDubs35. But until next time, everybody, we will see you next week. And remember, Requiem for a Dream. Watch that, and then we'll talk about it. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening. What's in the back? Huh? Um, I'm from Geek TV, and today we're talking to local comic fans and finding out what they're purchasing. Uh, so, what's in the bag? Uh. It's called Brother Sister. That's awesome. And what is that about? Like a brother sister crime fighting duo? Uh. It's about a brother and a sister that. Fuck. They what? They fuck each other. <laughs>